Warning, this episode contains foul language, discussions about rape and murder, and accusations that have not been substantiated. listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. This week, we're talking about the moving pictures. The pictures, see? <laughs> yeah, see? The moving pictures. We're taking a trip to Hollywood, but without actually having to go to Hollywood, because it smells like pee there. Thank God. Um, <laughs> my name is Ashley, and this is my co-host, Lauren. Hey, weirdos. Hi. And today we are joined by a very special guest who works in Hollywood herself, but like not really. You kind of work in like what, like Burbank? In Burbank, yeah, Yeah, which is real Hollywood. Kind of like Hollywood. Blair Gorman. <laughs> um, but you do, you work in the entertainment industry. I do. I work in stop motion animation right now. Which is incredible. What? That so is fun. so cool. So fun. Lauren's what? learning It takes forever to make it. I would have I know, I've so, seen that episode awesome. of Parks and Rec when Ben tries to make <laughs> oh this. Oh That is one of my Stand favorite moments when he's like, I've been live. working on this for days. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> generous too. You get like, you know, five to ten seconds a day. That's you know? just, <laughs> just a guy. What does he do in Parks and Rec? He just like gets he out just of gets bed. Up. He gets out of bed. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like people can see. Stand like, in the, the place rest? where you live. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a great Sorry. moment. That is a great moment. People do underestimate though how long it takes and how much goes into it. Sure. Even just putting the pupils in the right space to make it look like they're alive and not just a vegetable sitting in the. Seat. Oh my God! Wow. Yeah. It's great, though. So do you have it's a lot fun. of patience? Are you a pretty patient person? Yes. Okay, yeah. I do have bad eyesight, though, so that can Where? be troublesome. Do you wear contacts? I do. I'm wearing oh, okay. them right now. See? Just touch my eyeball. It's fun. <laughs> Joe can't squish. do that. Really? You should see him putting eye drops. <laughs> oh, no. Is he the most intelligent mess? man in Hollywood trying to put in eye drops <laughs> is a disaster. <laughs> Yeah, he hates things touching his eye. (laughs) I used to, but then once I started wearing contacts, like you just have to get used to it. Yeah, I've been wearing contacts since I was like in seventh grade. I'm over it. I have forever. So you work uh, in stop animation. Do you, what do you work on right now? Right now, we have a show called Supermansion with Brian Cranston and, oh God, there's so many people, Keegan-Michael Key, Jillian Bell. We have a lot of our own people is it who on the show doing voices. Adult wow. Swim? It's going to be now, yes. Or it is Yay. now already. That's um, so great. It's wonderful. It's a great show, but Robot Chicken is probably our most well-known show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Supermansion was on Crackle. Now that they're on Adult Swim, it's probably going to get bigger. But oh, yeah. Robot I've heard Chicken of it. Studios I haven't seen it. is what I tend it. to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I own season one of Robot Chicken on okay. DVD. As yeah. you should. Uncensored. It's real mm-hmm. great. As it should be. Mm-hmm. It was the best. The way. Best created. purchase I've ever... My. <laughs> 10th grade heart ever made. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I'm warmed. I'm warmed inside. Robot Chicken has been around for so long. Yeah. Right? Yes. We just yeah. finished season nine. Wow. Season Coming nine. out to you. Love that. Oh my God. So uh, good. It'll never end. Please, please never end. Yeah, I hope so. Please. <laughs> I don't think it will. I'd like it's a job go forever. forever. 
So you work in stop animation. You're also an artist. Yes. Yes. Painter? Painter mostly, like drawing, painting, visual fine arts. Uh, I've really gotten into painting blank skate decks recently. I was going to say, you just painted a skateboard that looks awesome. Very cool. It was Muckman from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) So disgusting. I love putting googly eyes on things, puffy paint, Mm -hmm. going dark. Uh, I'm painting a big reptilian board right now, actually. Perfect. Named Crondo. Crondo. A lot of uh, creepy, spoopy boards coming out soon for you on Etsy, actually. That's really great. What's your Etsy page? Uh, Etsy.com slash shop slash skeleton blood. Skeleton blood. Skeleton blood. What a name. Uh, You would have really (laughs) enjoyed. So at the end of my street right here, there's a billboard. And it's one of those boot uh, work boot warehouse billboards with that like half naked tiny Asian woman. Um, But how many years ago was that? Three years ago. Remember when someone put a giant set of googly eyes on her? (laughs) What? And it was my favorite thing that's ever happened since I've lived in L.A. (laughs) And those aren't cheap. I never got a picture of it. And every Aww. time I see it, I get sad. <laughs> Why didn't I, I take belching. advantage of that moment? Why didn't <sighs> I take a picture of it? Because they took it. I just thought that. they'd be there forever. I know. Yeah, if I own that billboard, it's just like, mm, yeah, you know, it's better this way. It's better right, this way. Yeah. It's a terrible billboard on its own. It's like, <laughs> it really, you guys really make it. It's like one working. of the most famous billboards in yeah. Los Angeles. She's too. everywhere. Yeah. And she's Work been on warehouse. your street for so long. <laughs> Since I've lived here I for know. six years. In a national city. treasure. She's a national <laughs> treasure. National treasure. <laughs> Boot warehouse. Actually, I heard something. This is like such a Hollywood thing, too. I don't think this would happen in any other city. They replaced her, that model, mm-hmm. like a couple years ago. And there was like an outrage. No. <laughs> really? People were so upset that they involved? had to bring the model back. <laughs> like this? the same model. For work boot love. warehouse. I want my boots from Jesse only. <laughs> She's the exactly. only one. Love of my life. This is Keep It Weird. Uh, we are the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural. Um, today we're talking about weird Hollywood stuff. Because that's weird, where we're at, kind that's of. Right. Holly weird. Yeah, you came. I mean, you didn't come up with that because it turns out that's a thing. But well, you did. Obviously, I didn't come up with it. That is a <laughs> But no I thought it was so clever. Said. I thought it was so, so clever when you said it last week that I was like, oh. You thought and I made I, that up? I don't know. Maybe. Ashley. And then I'm I Googled glad that you were that proud it, of me it's for everywhere. A bit. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. No, it's, it's <laughs> a thing that's existed for quite some time. Oh. I'm glad like, for maybe a day you were like so proud of me. I was for like, being this is why we're doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Lauren's my partner. She's so creative. This is why she's my business partner and nope. my life partner. <laughs> life partner. Um, nope, stole it from the interwebs. Yeah, no, she stole that. So, sure Holly Weird, we. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing we've all worked in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. Um, it's a nightmare. It's the worst industry in the world, except maybe like oil. Yeah. Oil might be yeah. worse. <laughs> like the oil I industry. Guess. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> maybe like um, poaching. Oh, like yeah. The poaching yes. industry. Oh, that's yes. the worst. That's really great bad. adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's God. The worst. Hollywood's just tough. Like, there's so many good things about it because they put out amazing material. Yeah. Like, they you're put putting out, out amazing material, yeah. Blair, but. Yeah, it's just like it's, it's tough. <laughs> like there's just so many sleazy, weird peeps. But and it's changing can... now. Hashtag yeah. me too. Me too. Get it's out definitely of here. Time's up. Get out Time's of here, up. you gross bastards. <laughs> Time to start giving a fuck. 
That's right. Yeah, this is the kind of like, this is the kind of atmosphere that I would want to be in the industry in because when I was in the industry, like six, five, six years ago, it was a real, I mean, I'm sure it's still a nightmare. It's not like it changed overnight, but at least maybe people are like, watching what they have to say sure you know what i mean like thinking being twice a little more about considerate, saying, which is yeah. something that has never existed in hollywood never being right. considerate to anyone but yourself yeah mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. we finally can, can we, we finally get on that, that? you're at least Maybe? here you're you're on like such an artistic side i feel like yours have you experienced anything like that in oh, hollywood yeah. i mean oh, okay, i'm at a great see. place now but i mean i've worked at big studios i've worked on Weird small random projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear reality TV is the worst. Luckily, I've not yeah. done that one. I hear the cooking shows are fine, and everything else is a nightmare. I would yeah. love to work on a cooking show. Yeah, I feel like the reality like competition shows are probably pretty legit. But I think any of the other trashy reality TV shows that are out there would be an absolute. If oh, I yeah. could work on a reality TV show, it would be Queer Eye on Netflix. Oh my I've god! Not you guys watch I have it. I'm sorry. I Okay, I then we won't spoil the it. Entire news yesterday. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave my couch once that Happy President's Day. I sat on the couch all day and watched the entire season, and also drowned myself in my own yep. tears. I've seen it twice already. You. So Joe's good. seen it. I Joe an episode over again. Last Joe night. loves it so much. He calls the Fab Five his sweet boys. Oh my Aww. god! And uh, he doesn't have Instagram, but I do, and I follow all of them now. And he constantly, he's like, "How are my sweet boys?" <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Ugh, that makes so, me so happy. So much. It's just, it's a very cool show. I love their message and how they're coming to these people in like South Georgia who they're like, mm-hmm. they're going to hate us. Like we're, we are these five fabulous. And there are some and then episodes where they walk in and the people are looking are at like, them like, no, thank you. But then by the end, they're all in love. <laughs> like even episode one is per- like episode that old one. man is so Tom. cute. Is it Tom? Tom. Oh my yes. God. He's the cutest old man. And at like, one point in the episode, he like jumps into bed with two of the gay guys and they like <gasps> roll around like, oh, it's amazing oh. overcoming like stereotype i just love it it's i know what i'm doing show. tonight you have to it is so wonderful that and is not why we're lot. here yeah sorry this is not <laughs> this an ad is... but it was a message for me keep it to weird go home and be a part of this journey the yes. podcast for all things strange yeah. and unusual it's and paranormal beautiful we're moment. talking about hollywood hollywood Mm, I've already forgotten the order that we're... No, okay, so we... You can do this. Studios. Studios. We are going to start by talking about... There are studios all over... How many studios are there? One million? Uh, you there's one this, million? There, probably there two, are million. one million. One million. There are so many, though. Like You've got big, Sony small. next to you. Yeah. I have Warner Brothers Sony next and to me. Studios. Yeah. Where do you live? Do you live in Burbank? I live in that Glendale now. I used to live right over here near you. Are there any studios in Glendale? Uh, Well, I mean, absolutely. Productions. Tim and Eric's over there. Oh, Oh, I didn't know that that either. I'm not wrong. I know that. I mean, did you hear? (laughs) I'm sure you've heard heard Tim Heidecker's song in Glendale. He made a whole album (laughs) called In Glendale. What? Oh, my. Yep, that's your homework tonight. (laughs) I go watch Queer Eye. You you listen to In Glendale. So we're going to start talking about the studios because all of the studios have. We are all over the place. Uh, we're drinking whiskey punch. It's fine. It's a really swinging Tuesday night <laughs> in North Hollywood, which has no relation to Hollywood. So why don't you start okay. with Culver Studios, which is yes. Sony? 
No, they're actually Just different. There's okay. Culver Studios sure. and no, yeah. and Sony Studios. Mistake. And Sony Studios used to be MGM back in the day. Oh, and really? Culver Stu- yeah. And oh, now they're Sony. That. I know, which I will touch back on a little later. Actually, I might do it in the same thing. We'll see. But Culver <laughs> Studios. I'm just going to do a little Culver run around right now because I live in Culver City and I love it. And so Culver Studios is like a smaller studio that's like right next to Sony. And it's this really cool looking building. It's had some renovations, but people still have seen some ghosties hanging around over there. (laughs) But I first want to get into like the backstory of who people think they're seeing and kind of what's going on. So Culver Studios was started by Thomas Ince. Have you guys ever heard of him? I can picture the last name in my head. I-N-C-E. Uh-huh. Who is he? I know a lot of people have no idea who he is because unfortunately he's not known for making Culver Studios happen. He's more known for some of the crazy stuff that transpired in his life that I'll get to. But um, he was known as the father of Western and he was a really cool guy when he was, you know, making the movies. The pictures. um, The pictures. So there was a man named William Randolph Hearst, who you may have heard of. (laughs) And he, so this ince man had a strange death that happened while hanging out on Hearst's yacht. So here comes the story. Mm. So it is a known fact to this day that Hearst was romantically involved with an actress named Marion Davies, who wasn't a very good actress, but was like this sweetheart. Everybody knew her. She was like a fun lady to be around. They dated. They had some affairs. They had stuff going on. And parties were often thrown at her beach house and the most extravagant Hollywood people came. Everyone was always like at a Hearst party with him and Marion. It was like a huge thing. So one night Hearst and Marion threw a birthday party on Hearst's yacht for Thomas Ince. It was on November 15th, 1924. The guest of honor was a little late getting on. He came and met them later in the night. But when he did board the boat, Stuff got weird. It was said that Hearst was angry at Charlie Chaplin, who was also on the boat, which like, what? Oh, my God. Interesting. Um, He was on the boat, and he thought Charlie... He thought Charlie and Marion were like screwing around. They were being like very flirty, and he got angry, so he grabbed... What is said... Like, these are the rumors that are swirling around. No one knows for sure. It is said that um, Hearst grabbed his gun to go after... Charlie, but instead shot Ince, and he was shot and then fell off the boat and died. So it's just, it's always been this mystery of like, oh, he was just drunk and like fell off the boat. But people on the boat are saying like, no, there was some foul play involved. So the rumors were swirling around. Some people were coming forward anonymously saying like, hey, I actually think this is what was happening. So the rumors prompted San Diego District Attorney Chester Kempley to call for an investigation. But the ship's doctor said that Ince was in poor health and he probably had a heart attack and fell off the boat. And so because the doctor said that, they had to call off the investigation because they're like, well, you know. So if you're saying he was in poor health, I guess that's fine. There were a bunch no of actresses. No one who is in poor health has ever been murdered. I know. <laughs> right? That just doesn't happen. If you're it in poor health, you just happen. die on your own. You just die. <laughs> Go on. Away. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. So there were actresses on the boat who started to come forward and say things, but basically Hearst, because they were under contract with him, because he was like 
this big guy in the movies and he was very connected in Hollywood. Everyone was kind of like, well, I'm also, terrified to yeah, come that forward. That was a time when you were owned by the studio. Yeah. Yes. You they were under contract. To, yeah. If you, your contract literally sometimes said who you were allowed to marry. Like yeah, you totally. didn't have your whole your life, life was run. Yeah. And so basically actresses would start to come forward and then it was like, you want to lose your job and everything you've worked for. Like, don't say a word. So nothing really ended up coming out of it. Um, but in the years that followed, Hearst discreetly provided Ince's widow, Nell, with a trust fund that was later wiped out by the Depression, unfortunately. But people thought that was weird that he was like, here's money for your widow. Like, was he trying to cover up and like just look like this good man? What was going on? But unfortunately, because of the Great Depression, she lost all of her money and had to become basically like a neurotic dancer. And wow. so she was already kind of cool still she though. Lost her husband and was like, I don't have any money. Hey, yeah, she maybe she wanted to dance. So many <laughs> parallels to things that happen today in Hollywood. You know. Hmm. And so for Hearst, he got he got away with this, most people will say. But um basically the joke now is that his yacht is now known as William Randolph's Hearse. <laughs> which I thought was a fun wow, little thing. Great. Wow. So, thank you. Yeah, that's very funny. So pretty much Gosh. everyone thinks he did it. But that's just a little backstory to Thomas Ince dying. And then people think they see him all the time around Culver Studios. So um, even though it's been through tons of renovations, people to this day will claim that they see a man who looks exactly like Thomas Ince walking around, like they have the same hat and suit that he was wearing. People who have never seen a photo of him will like describe him perfectly and then be shown a picture of him and be like, that's exactly who I saw. Some of the most famous reports have been that there is a man climbing the stairs in the main administration building. It's been seen several times, and it looks like the man is heading for the executive screening room where he would have been going when he was alive. Uh, it had his private projection room where he could watch watch stuff at the studio. And he wasn't seen for many years, but surprisingly, after renovations happened uh, right before 1988, he started appearing again more after the renovation. So I don't that know if happens. he like backed away and Rings then came back. So yeah, he was gone and now like... In modern days, he started to come back and was like, oh, the remodeling's done. Here I am. Here I am. Surprise. (laughs) Um, I actually like it better this way. (laughs) I know. Finally, you've listened to my notes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. And some of the other encounters were women believe they saw a man in a hat watching them from rafters above on stages one and two. And even he spoke to them. They heard some words. And when they spoke to him... When they tried to talk back, he frowned and then turned and walked away into a wall, seemingly. And again, these are all just this is these are just stories. Who knows? But like two women said it. And later that summer, a special effects who special effects <laughs> y'all a fox sack. I love special effects. Love special effects. <laughs> that same summer that the woman the women oh god the whiskey the women who told don't that story the whiskey. <laughs> that same summer special effects man Eugene Hilchey <laughs> was speaking to another worker who had also seen a man wearing an odd hat this time seen on stages two and three Hilchey was convinced the man's description matched that of Ince perfectly the worker's statement was enough to cement his belief and the ghost had turned to the workmen and said I don't like what you're doing to my studio and again vanished into what? a wall so people are saying he frowned. People are saying he didn't like the like renovation. So Aww. it's interesting. I feel like he came back just to be like, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing to my space? You <laughs> special 
Fox crow. And those are just kind of the main stories. That's a quick little thing. But I just thought that was interesting that like it wasn't just like, oh, the, the man who built it died. Like he actually had a super sketchy death and then came back to haunt all the assholes. That could yeah. And also, you know, him. he built that place. So he, he has did. a special connection to it. Now I want to go. Absolutely. It used to be MGM and Culver Studios have both always been there and they're right next to each other. And then the Culver Hotel is right next to what is now Sony. And that's where all the munchkins stayed during the <laughs> yes. filming of Wizard of Oz. So the Culver Hotel it's is such really a cool. Hotel too. Yes, it's a really cool hotel. And I just wanted to touch on that a little bit because people have seen some weird stuff at the hotel and they think it could be, you know, old actors and actresses because so many people would stay there during filming. It yeah. was like the place to stay. It's this older boutique hotel. So this woman wrote an article for Pasadena Weekly after her stay at the Culver Hotel. So I just kind of wanted to read her little story. So this woman, I'll start from the middle because at first she's just talking about how charming the hotel is and going on <laughs> yeah. and on. We know, lady. We Don't know it's beautiful. driven past it. So <laughs> she says, after an afternoon at lunch, I walked back to the hotel and met with Horowitz, the charming general manager who kindly gave me a tour of the hotel and shared all the city and hotel history. Then he said, Culver City's founder has been said to roam this hotel. Um, one day Horowitz had noticed a guest in his mid thirties having difficulty opening the second floor exercise room with his key. So he assisted by opening the door upon entering the room. The hotel guest gasped loudly and said, Whoa, he ran over to the window to investigate. And the man with a huge look of surprise on his face said, Oh my God, it's gone. And then the man vanished is what Horowitz's experience Whoa. was. Whoa. Ah. So I don't know if he was like looking Drunk. out the window just like <laughs> if he was winning. A likely story. <laughs> then another guest claimed to have seen a man on the same floor with the exact same description. He came to Horowitz days later after Horowitz had first seen him. He came out and said, I just saw a man upstairs. This is what he looks like. He had, I guess, sketched the man and was showing him a picture. He showed it to Horowitz and Horowitz were. Horowitz claimed the hair stood up on my arms and neck. The image was the spitting image of Mr. Culver. I took the man over to see a photograph of him that we had hanging down the hall. And the man said, there's no doubt in my mind that that is who I saw. He said that Mr. Culver seemed very happy with a satisfied look on his face. So lots of people claim to see Mr. Culver and also see a woman that walks up and down the stairs that lead into the grand lobby. And she usually only comes out at nighttime when there aren't a lot of guests around, not when it's like bumping and all the jazz music is playing. (laughs) But it could be an old actress. No one is sure exactly who, but there is a woman in a long gown who walks up and down the stairs of the Culver Hotel. And this has been cited by numerous people, all who come to this manager, Horowitz, and tell him about it. So I thought that was cool. The next time you're there, will you try and track down Horowitz and like just have a little chit and chat oh, with him? Yes. I know. I'm wondering Take if a picture, he's still please. around. It seems like he is because she's saying that so many people have come to him yeah. with their stories. But Horowitz. I just love it. Cause Horowitz. It's, uh, Horowitz. Horowitz. You sweet Aww. old Jew. <laughs> I wonder if there's any munchkin <laughs> ghosts hanging around. Oh, well, I don't know if any of that about like, the Wizard of Oz set, you know. Around. I know. The rumors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> horrible things. Didn't uh, one of the munchkins kill himself? That was uh, turned out to be a farce. But I choose to believe that anything's possible. Supposedly right. you can see him hanging, like the ghost of him hanging. Yeah, I could. Set. People yeah. say it's like a set piece that yeah. fell and was swinging. Or yeah, other people sort of say like the... it's like an ostrich that was in the background. Like I wish it was an neck. ostrich. You know what? No. It's, it's an ostrich. Three men and a baby <laughs> ghost. 
it remember just three minute a baby ghost oh know? yes that's right <gasps> yeah well, the doorway so, in the closet oh my gosh it's a little yeah boy so, it, oh, God, yeah there's terrifying. a shot in three minute a baby and it's like a panning shot across like the, a room like it's the when they have the something. baby yeah. uh-huh. all the guys are in the room and there's a shot that pans and there's a little boy standing in the room and he's not a part of the scene and he's like facing again. the camera and, then and you he never see appears again, again. he's like, not Google like, it yeah yeah it's it's like very shocking and they they're trying to say like no it's a cardboard cutout of like ted dan ted danza tony danza <laughs> tony no, danza ted danza. Or ted danza i hope it's ted <laughs> danza but it looks it like a brunette danza. hair so maybe it's tony danza it could be also but like, why were either of those things there if that's why, the case well, yeah they're filming a scene and they left a <laughs> cardboard cutout of ted danza in the room like why? facing the camera why would that like, be a part think of that the someone movie. would catch that i don't know at some maybe point it's a mop Maybe it's a mop. It's, it's a fucking a child. It, it's, no, it's, it's clearly it's looks clearly like, a, like a little kid child. in the room. It's very, it's That's shocking. very bizarre. Yeah, the Munchkin thing, I want, it sounds so I bad. I don't want it to be story. true that he committed suicide, but I no, do no, think no. like how crazy would that be if like that was caught on camera? But yeah, that would like, be, yeah, it's fantastical. That would be yeah. great. But first of all, the forced perspective from the actual set, it's much smaller than it appears. So totally. it wouldn't make sense even though it is a Munchkin. Sure, it's like that's even too small. Yeah, it wouldn't make Sense. That would make yeah. sense if, like that, yeah, if it was, if it was an actual landscape and the right. sun was yeah, actually maybe. had a smiley face on it, like painted <laughs> on it. Like it's the the sun is like four feet away from everyone in the <laughs> scene. Okay, so I know we were gonna go over to Warner Brothers, but I actually have a lot of parallels yes, to this to um, Culver. With I'm gonna talk a little bit, kind of about Paramount Studios. I'm actually gonna talk about Hollywood Forever Cemetery, but. It's owned by Paramount Studios, so so it works out. Well, well, well. So it's kind of the same. Listeners, you've heard a lot about uh, Hollywood Forever because that is the cemetery that was right outside of my apartment, my first apartment in LA when I had a ghostie. So we've talked about it a lot, and it's one of my favorite places in Hollywood. Uh, um, yeah, the Hollywood cool. Forever so Cemetery. It's a cemetery. It's a final resting place for many stars from the golden age of Hollywood, including Cecil B. DeMille, who directed The Ten Commandments, Griffith J. Griffith, who was a wealth- wealthy businessman who donated Griffith Park. Yeah, he donated Griffith Park to the I city like of Los Angeles. You can thank him for all your Saturday hikes. Thanks. He also contributed to the construction of the Griffith Observatory. Also, he thought a ghost haunted the grounds of Griffith Park, and he also tried to kill his wife because he thought she was conspiring against him with the aid of the Catholic Pope. I did not know this. So he was totally mentally stable in every way. It's basically what I was saying here. Griffith J. Griffith. Next time you're That's hiking, yeah. <laughs> That's your first issue. That's your first issue. Why? Your parents named you Griffith Griffith. So <laughs> it's not okay. Also residing at Hollywood Forever is Bugsy Siegel, celebrity oh, gangster yeah. who we visited yeah, yeah. in yeah, yeah. episode three. He was killed at the Beverly Hills Bermuda Triangle. Mel oh, Blanc is buried here who is the original voice of your favorite cartoon characters, Bugs Bunny, Peppy Le Pew, Porky the Pig, Daffy Duck, Sylvester and Tweety, and so on and so forth. Did you know um, he was allergic to carrots? So he no. could actually be chewing carrots when he was doing Bugs' voice? way. I know. I what know. did he chew? 
I guess someone I else could do the carrot chewing. I think he just chewed some else. Male blank. I think he just got some other stuff. Celery. Sure. Celery's Pit- too raw, 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 raw potato. Ooh, raw potato. You know what? I feel like Ugh. he did do raw potato at one point, actually. It probably <laughs> was raw quite raw unpleasant and Here's grainy. the thing. I actually really like raw potatoes. Um, oh, good for you. Well, <laughs> hey, live your best life. <laughs> live your best life. Live, live your, your truth. truth. <laughs> <laughs> Always comes back to live your truth. Um, <laughs> my favorite celebrity haunt at Hollywood Forever is that of Rudolph Valentino. Rudolph Valentino was a huge star in the 1900s, so huge that when he died of an infection after a minor surgery, thousands of people across the country lined up beside train tracks to watch the train pass that held his body as it traveled from New York to Los Angeles. His funeral in New York had, I think, 100,000 people, and his funeral in L.A. had 80,000 people. And this was in, like, 1930. 20 something. That's really a thing. <laughs> wow. So this was like a huge thing. Right. And Rudolph Valentino was like one of the first male leading actors in that era who was kind of like femme. He was a little feminine. Mm-hmm. He was he was a little bit He was pretty flamboyant. He was very flamboyant. Anyways, it was it was kind of people had a problem with him because they were like, This isn't a man. This is, sure. you know, he's like a woman. And it was like, <laughs> Yeah, but women loved him. And yeah. men kind of hated him. And I loved him. <laughs> I still it. love him. <laughs> Anyways. Um he lies in one of the mausoleums at Hollywood Forever in what was supposed to be a temporary resting place as his large memorial tombstone was constructed but ended up being where he would spend the rest of his afterlife which is kind of sad. This may be why his ghost has not only been spotted in and around the cemetery but also in the halls of Paramount Studios which is attached to the cemetery. Paramount has been plagued with equipment malfunctions, ghostly footsteps, and even firsthand experiences with full-bodied apparitions, uh, some of them walking literally through the wall to the cemetery. Ooh. Like, people have wa- seen things, like, walk straight through the wall, so which is terrifying. And that's not the only strange thing about Rudolph Valentino's grave. Since his death in 1926, his grave has been visited by the Lady in Black. Every year on the date of his death, a woman wearing black from head to toe, including a large black veil, has been seen delivering a single red rose to Rudolph's grave. The woman in black's identity has shifted, obviously, since then. Uh, It started with Dietra Flame. Dietra was the daughter of a woman who was friends with Valentino. She was very ill in the hospital when Valentino was there for his ulcer surgery, and he visited her to cheer her up. He told her that she would outlive him by a long time, and that when... When and if he passed, he wanted her to visit him so that he wouldn't have to be alone. So she went there every single year oh on the gosh. anniversary of his Glob. death, dressed in black <sighs> to give him a rose. That's the sweetest. But then, and, and actually she did that every day um, until until she got way too old too, until she died in 1984. And her headstone even reads Lady in Black. So that's wow. very sweet. The second Lady in Black who took over was revealed to be a Spanish actress named Estrellita who Ooh. visited from 1970 to 1993. She actually believed her mother was Valentino's unrequited love. And finally, the third and present Lady in Black is a huge, just a huge fan of his. Like, oh. she has no connection to him So whatsoever. we could have done this. Literally, we, we could take the boat over. On we missed it. <laughs> yeah, it. We did. How we missed it. I'm not proactive enough. She started in 1995. <laughs> like, I was way too young to be the next sure, Lady sure, in Black. Uh, but she does it to this day. Her name's Vicki Callahan. She began delivering roses in 1995. 
and continues to make her annual visits. Um, however, it is reported from several visitors of the cemetery as well as groundskeepers that the lady in black may not always be a woman of flesh and blood. Because a dark, spindly shadow has been seen around Rudolph Valentino's grave. And it's usually reported within the days surrounding his death. Oh, so that's interesting. Very interesting. And what connects to yours actually is um, one of the famous ghosts of Hollywood Forever Cemetery. It's a really sad story. Um, The ghost of Virginia Rapp. She attended a party on Labor Day in 1921 in San Francisco at the St. Francis Hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The party was a celebration of famous comedian and actor Fatty Arbuckle, who was a friend of hers at the time. During the party, Rapp became ill and an ambulance was required to come get her. A few days later, she died at the age of 26. The official cause of death was that the was the rupture of her bladder she had serious problems with alcohol, not just drinking it, but she also had some kind of disease. I couldn't, I tried to do research on this disease. It's not really around anymore, but um, it basically caused, like if she drank too much alcohol, it would cause uh, like a lot of pain, like I'm actual really physical that pain. That's not a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Thank God. <laughs> but her friend who attended the party with her claimed that the reason she had to be rushed to the hospital and the reason her pain and illness for her pain and illness was that fatty arbuckle had raped her at the party oh right yes crap i remember this the weight of his body apparently led to the pain and injury to her bladder and a scandal immediately ensued with fatty arbuckle proclaiming his innocence and good friends including charlie chaplin and buster keaton spoke out against the claims um, it ended up going to three incredibly long trials. The first two ended up with hung juries. Arbuckle was eventually found not guilty, but his career was completely ruined. Mm. And now in Hollywood Forever Cemetery, an icy coldness seems to surround the site of her grave. The sound of sobbing has been heard in the area as well. And the question is, is Virginia still suffering from the events that took place that night? Does she have unfinished business? Mm-hmm. We may never know. That is a tough one. I didn't actually. I I forgot about that with Fatty yeah. Arbuckle. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Man. So I Charlie mean, Chaplin was speaking out on behalf of Fatty Arbuckle. Yeah, yeah. he was saying he was like, "There's no him. way that okay. he would have done that. He's a sweet, shy man." Okay. Um, and I have to note too that the the they did a rape kit on her and they did not find evidence of rape. Okay, so I feel like right. last time I'd heard about it so long ago, and you know how my memory is <laughs> that I'd heard that, all that was horrible. kind of a thing at the time that there was sort of a circle of women doing that, making those claims. Really, like it was kind of oh, a ring really? of women doing this. It's been so long. I wish I could remember more details, but women were doing this, like kind of pinpointing. Certain celebrities to go after. Yes, with that exact thing Mm. because it is so touchy. How do you really know? It's been touchy since 1926, apparently. Still touchy to this day. day. Wait, what year was that? Here we are. It was definitely, I think it is 26. I think 1921. Hey, close. So close. There you go. Right in that era. I'm good. Yeah, because I was trying to look at when this party happened again. The birthday party was at 1924. This was also close together. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, 1924. Yeah. This was also close to... 20s were wild. 20s? Those roaring 20s. 
It was roaring. We roaring didn't have 20. internet yet, so we had to like murder. A bunch of <laughs> we had to make our own drama. Yeah, we had to make our own drama. It was like the hill. Oh my god, <laughs> the hills. Of but with the more 20. murder. Um, Look she's shedding on my hand. She is a shedder. She's a shedder, um, and I'm sweaty. But so she's just also just like so soft that you can't stop. Gabby jumped up on the couch and laid down on Blair's nose. My and well she's organized just like, notes. Good luck. Good luck uh, talking about my security blanket. Warner Brothers. <laughs> Sorry, Gabby. Just just gonna take that. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. We tried. We tried so hard. Tried. So sorry, Gabby. Also, I was looking up, since we were talking about the difference between Culver Studios and MGM back in the day, I wanted Mm -hmm. to see, like, what was Culver Studios famous for? So really quick, Gone with the Wind, King Kong, Lassie, Mm -hmm. and Citizen Kane were among some of the movies. So was it RKO Pictures as well? Sure. Isn't that? Oh. I'll believe it. Yes. And (laughs) we're going by improv rules here. Sure was. And... (laughs) Um, and Lucille Ball filmed some things there, I guess, too. So yeah, I love they Lucy. Had lots of Did things she do going on. Else? I know it does. I know I'm trying to think because it doesn't specifically say I love Lucy. It just says Lucille Ball was known to work a lot on this lot. So I don't know what that means. I would assume that means it's I love Lucy. Delightfully vague. Whatever you want yeah, it to mean. You know. I thought that was cool. Lots of all big the movies. Paramount tour guides are out there like no, yeah, no. Like, it was here. We have a picture outside. We have a statue. <laughs> God damn it. We want to have Lucy. We get her. Okay. You can Warner Brothers. On. Hello. Yeah. You used to oh work boy. at Warner Brothers. That's how we met Garrett. Garrett. Hi, Garrett. Hi, Garrett. Yes. He was probably the best thing about working there was meeting Garrett. Yes. Aww. It was, uh, I mean, I, it was a great time in a lot of ways, but have you seen the uniforms that we have to wear? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, I yes, saw some, Garrett, some mm-hmm. pictures of Garrett's yeah. uniform. I mean, uh-huh. you were pretty Were good you a tour it. guide? I was. I was lucky enough to also be um, one of the main audience coordinators for Conan. Oh, so nice. I was more focused Mixing on Mixing it that. up a little bit. But he's not filming all the time, so sure. I had to give a lot. Goddamn tours! Oh gosh, and to having really tattoos and things like you ungrateful, have to wear the long horrible people. Oh, yeah. It was so awful, and I've worked in customer service. Did you have to take out your piercings life. and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I had to take them out every morning and like hide my hair and wear the long sleeves even in 120 degrees, and it's like cardboard Jeez. clothing and just frumpy. No, <laughs> like, no so one awful. can look good in that. If uniform. I needed a dose yeah. of humility, then I sure got it. Um, <laughs> It was God a learning experience. Down a couple notches. Uh, yeah, I went from like bartending a sick ass bar in Santa Cruz to that. But no, great experiences. An amazing lot. 10,000 acre back lot. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, that lot is really, really impressive. I've taken a WB tour. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My guy, to be honest, I know, I know it wasn't you, so I'm nope. fine saying this, was not great. Like Alex, my husband and I took it together and by the end of it, we're like, she was not like, interesting she didn't seem animated like we were very bored she pointed out weird things that no one would care about probably made stuff up probably lies probably Uh, told us some lies i could go on about that forever but you know i won't i won't (laughs) but they do really push them out there like you get by the time i was there for three years so there was a lot more extensive process when i got hired and then by the time I left, I noticed that they're just like, go, 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 just get out there. And yeah. so even if you're just whatever you want, you just get make up shit. Out there. Just, oh we God. don't care. Make it all up. Oh, I took the great. tour when I was 18 years old, and um, we got to see, we, we pulled up, we got to watch a scene of Gilmore Girls get 
filmed, which oh. was very oh. cool Real for special. no one special. in my family because we did not watch Gilmore Girls. But I watched it later in life, and I was like, I wish I would have appreciated this <laughs> moment. Because <laughs> like, been you, I know Luke came up and was like, Hey, everybody, oh. and like we were just like, Who the fuck is this guy? And my now gosh, I'm like, I would have screamed yeah. and peed my pants. <laughs> Yeah, Love you could have on that girls. tour. I had someone pee their pants on my tour before. And no. Excitement or that is sad. Garrett has wah, better wah. stories than that to prove. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to hear all of you. There's so many. I could just sit here Claire and tell you stories really for depressing hours. Stories. <laughs> but I have good. I have good creepy stories. Yes, yes. Uh, there's a lot of my stuff on Warner Brothers. I could have looked up a lot of history. I could give you a whole. Who down cares? low on how it all started but i don't want to relive all of the facts that i had nope. to know yep. so it's, fair. it's up to you i also don't need a to nap look up right that now shit. So. yeah you don't need look a nap later. So you don't need to hear about the four warner brothers and <laughs> all of that tripe uh but i definitely especially when i first started working there the tour department was smaller so you'd have to do a lot of weird jobs throughout the day like stage sitting was a big one uh, where you literally just sit in a sound stage and I would read personally, bring something and make sure that people don't go in there oh, unless gosh. a tour goes in there, which pretty much means for four to six hours, you are just sitting there. Wow. Yeah, but if you have yes. a book, that's like the that most nice. That was delightful for me. That was what I was going to say. Like bring your computer or a book or anything and just do great. your own thing. I read but. the entire um or not director author's cut of the stand by Stephen King oh, oh wow shit. <laughs> that's great except the last chapter ripped off somewhere in stage nine and I never found it again <gasps> so I still never finished happened. it so you have no idea how the story ends no that's no it's so I'm sad I'm still upset it's been I'm many upset. years <laughs> I'm mad about it <laughs> I'm mad about it I'm still mad about it I'm actually very heated about it uh but there was I mean there's a lot of stuff <laughs> going on there because that is an old studio and especially the back lots like um, there's this area called Hennessy Street and Tenement Alley, which is where all the gangster films Ooh. were filmed back in the day yeah. with like James Cagney. My favorites being Angels of Dirty Faces and Public Enemy, yeah. of course. So it's a lot of that kind of old condensed New York street looking areas. Not like the big fancy kind of gravitas of New York, but just the slummier parts, the more condensed the parts. Alleyways the alleyways. The alleyways. Yeah. Okay. Literally, yes. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> a lot of times I'd have to be around there later at night, walking around there alone, checking stuff out, especially before tours start or after tours end, making sure there's no stragglers right. or nails or whatever. You just Jeez never know. Oh you never God. know what's going to be around. Very dangerous. Yeah. Very so dangerous. Warner Brothers sharp stuff. Just be careful. <laughs> be <laughs> careful, everyone. <laughs> Stop throwing your used syringes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, dear God. Oh, gross. Uh, but you'd be going in the facades, which if you don't know, it looks like it's a real is building a outside. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> is it a turlet? Sometimes it looks like there's turlets in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It looks like a real building. You walk in the doorway and nothing except for rafters and things where people would be working to mm -hmm. maybe hold lights or what have you. And um, I would definitely, by myself, definitely no one else around, I would hear footsteps on the rafters above me mm. uh, or like a pail would just drop for no reason that oh, wasn't gosh. hanging it was sitting on top of something and this went whoosh, it would get pushed off it would get pushed off like a lot of kind of just more mischievous like light-hearted things but especially in that back lot set that's where a lot of the deaths happen especially yeah. during the gangster film years so it's not really like a celebrity ghost but it's teamsters like people that would be really be working and building the sets working on sets lighting uh, a lot of people falling to their deaths or getting Oof. electrocuted. Mm -hmm. and Didn't so have a lot of um, 
for that. Safety measures no, put in place back then. Not at, at all. all. Back then. It was very willy-nilly. <laughs> back then. <laughs> real bullets. Like, yeah. there was a time oh. here where they're using real bullets. And for a while until they redid that area, you could see the bullet holes in the walls. That's crazy. That's insane. So, nope. You have to be very good at evading it to be Matrixy style. Yeah. And really have your choreography down. Yeah. So that area for sure, I felt a lot of stuff. I would just go on on my own too because I want. I kind of wanted you it to wanted happen, the experience. but I wouldn't push it. I just put myself in there and open myself up, and I would Hope definitely shadow something. Things dropping like yeah. it, it was pretty prevalent there. I can't imagine being security. I knew a lot of security guards, and they would every night have things happen there. Ah, Jeez. That's really well, cool. They had to stay, so cool. Like they had to stay overnight, right? Yes, security a lot of security guards, guards yeah. would have to stay and do so the night shift. And like really I envy that. I would love to do that. Don't have to see real people. Get to see tons of ghosts. Uh-huh. Yeah, my dream. Sounds like the dream best job. life right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should have done that. Why didn't I? I don't know. You missed really the wrong missed career. Career. But then I want to make Gary. That's true. You wouldn't have met Gary. Yeah. And then I'm sad uh, forever. I love that. <laughs> it's perfect. It's worth that uniform. Oh, Jesus. Oh, gosh. The uniform. I'm going to just Our listeners haven't met Garrett yet because he hasn't been That's on the true. show. But we should give him a shout out. You should check out his new podcast. The pre. What is it called? Is it predetermined? I've been concentrating on this one so much that I've been. <laughs> putting that on hold until tonight but we later. have been we've Keep been posting stuff about predetermined yeah we did our, a little shout yeah, out yeah instagram it's a wrestling podcast <laughs> if you want to listen to two guys who know more about wrestling and not just like wwe wwf it's like all underground wrestling, wrestling. Yeah. Um, knows everything of every yeah, era of check wrestling. them out it's insane <laughs> and there are so many people that love wrestling and the mm-hmm. underground so i feel like for anyone who's a big fan of that like this is the listen spot. to two entertaining like, yeah. guys talk about it. it anyways or if you don't know it yet though like i don't know that much yeah, about maybe wrestling you'll learn. but i've learned a lot and garrett's gotten me really into the late 80s early 90s stuff like yes. all about it mm-hmm. old lady giving birth to a hand amazing <laughs> <laughs> that's all i will say garrett will go to like random wrestling events like underground <laughs> yes. wrestling events like when he lived here in like San, where did he used to go? Like Santa San, Clarita, was it San, San Bernardino, San Bernardino, or, or like, some shit. And then he there. would buy the DVD of that wrestling event and bring it home and be like, "Do you want to watch this underground wrestling event?" And I'm like, "There's nothing more that I would rather do <laughs> than watch this underground okay. wrestling event." Put it on now. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Warner Brothers. Uh. Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. I guess what? Oh, there's so many things. I'm gonna condense it down to stages. Um, the big one there's stage nine, although the stage numbers have changed around a lot. I don't even know if they've changed since I've left. So yeah, it might be hard if you go now thing. to like keep track of some of that. That is popular. Yeah. Do you remember totally. when the stage numbers changed at Paramount while we were working on Glee? Yeah, oh, no, and <laughs> no. it really fucked everyone it ruined up for ever. Did you get lost? Yeah. A little uh, bit. Yes, Aww. just a little. We bit. went to the same stage every day for yeah, like half for so a year, long. and then um, the stage numbers changed. Go on. Yep. Um, but before I go on, how was the crafty? Was it good? I like Glee it. had a really good yeah. crafty, actually. Fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was really like it was snacks. a good balance of like junk and donuts, but also like fruit and veggies. Yeah, and they'd have healthy options if you wanted them. Yeah, yeah. I our crafty it was good. that was the thing with the background crafty was almost identical to the like cast crafty. <gasps> yeah, that's yeah. what you dream for. Yeah, uh-huh. that's all I they want. They really killed it. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. we. I never. We were felt treated really. When I worked on <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do feel like we were treated I well. You brought a Tupperware because I'd been on like the shittiest sets before. Oh God, they yeah. just like gave you a candy bar and like hope you make it or and nothing and not even yeah. a place to sit. And they were like, you can no. sit on the ground, and it right. was like, okay. I am still a human being. Yeah. You do know. know. Oh no 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 <laughs> no no no. You have not a in pulse. this town. You have a pulse, honey. You are not a human being. Yeah, it was. Oh my God. Anyways. Okay, so the stage. Well, stage nine. Stage nine. That's really or the what main it used one. To be stage nine. Whatever it. I mean, I definitely <clears throat> spent a lot of time in stage nine. That's when I would stage sit a lot because uh, that was a popular one. That's one of the stages they were using for Pretty Little Liars. Oh, yes. You know that mm-hmm. one. And <clears throat> there's definitely. Oh, and you're sitting and on my notes. Gabby is on back the notes. On the notes. Gabby's good on girl. The oh, oh, oh! She's <laughs> ruining the notes. <laughs> oh okay. my god. Why did I try? I hope we got that sound <laughs> effect. Thank you, uh, Gabby. Picked up on one of the notes. <laughs> is team too much right now? And she's yeah, in my she's shoes. Yes, this Back is the best day ever. Uh, but that was the one I had to stage it a lot because that's the one that if you're giving a tour, kids will jump off your tram and try to run after if they see that Pretty Little Liars. Anything is anywhere. Oh, yeah. At all. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sitting in there reading the stand <laughs> probably about halfway through. And the thing about a soundstage, if you haven't realized this by now, is that uh, it is soundproof. Everything yeah. in there, if someone's walking, someone's barfing outside, you're not going to hear it. You're not going to hear anything like you just heard with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Stop it, Gabby. Gabby. <laughs> Thanks, Gabby. Found her toy. <laughs> Put it in the closet. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Gab. Sorry, Gabby. You can Sorry, play with Gab. your toy afterwards. And you know, it'll the be rest so of your life. And also <laughs> the rest of your short, beautiful life. Um, <laughs> stage it's not nine. even that great of a story either. That's the thing. I was just sitting in there reading the stand in my shitty uniform. And I'm sitting kind of facing a corner near-ish to the door. And I can hear the sounds of someone on the other side walking. Like in um, hard bottom shoes, like, I don't know, maybe wingtips or something that's just like a fancier men's Not shoe. Not tennis shoes. Not vans. Yeah. No way. No sneakers. And I hear like walking on the along the perimeter of the stage, but not thinking much of it, really into whatever's happening in this novel at the time. And then I feel slash hear it come right up behind me, that feeling of just someone behind you. Yeah. And you're like, nip nips are hard and your goosebumps are going <laughs> nip off. nips are just hard. All of it, all of it yes, is just swirling uh, up. And as I take a big breath and turn around, don't see anything. Don't see anything. Dissipates. Feeling just dissipates. And it was just uh, like someone was maybe an old teamster that maybe died in there. There's That's where most of the deaths are and the accidents. Uh, maybe it was just curious. Just sure. curious about what I was reading. Checking you out. Checking me out. Mm-hmm. Definitely not checking me out. Well, I mean, checking you Definitely out as in like uniform. But checking me out as an existing person. So form-fitting. I really did. I really did. And that's, I mean, Crazy. I've had that happen a lot in life Unfortunately, haven't seen an apparition right in front of me. Corner of my eye, yes, but never yeah. always wanted that. But definitely have had lots of just knowing that knowing feeling, that electricity that you in your body. Alone. You're definitely sure. not alone. And that is the stage where I have I've seen like lights turn on and off, which don't make sense yeah. because they all turn on in sequence and turn off in sequence. I've seen them all go like do different things. Fans turn on and off. Ooh, and there's a, in that stage in stage 19 or whatever it was at the time, uh, that's the one where people would definitely see equipment turn on and off on its own and I so think you were told by other employees there that they were seeing things too like later that after common, that that okay. was very early on after I got hired okay but that stuff doesn't really freak me out as much as I just 
Oh, okay. Yeah. This is delightful for me. Just, like, really <laughs> interested. And you're Very like, oh, interested. I have to me spend back. more time there. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I wish. Yeah, that's how I am. I mean, that's how I was. Um, uh, I hate, I kind of hated my last job um, when I worked at the escape house. Oh, what? but yo, it was awesome. I was, I wasn't an actor there. I was like, I got to sit in the room and like watch people do it and like give them, send them clues oh, and stuff. Better. It was awesome. But that place had something in it. That tiny yeah. house what? had something in it. It was and in a real house. It was, it used to be it's a real like house. house. Yeah. Oh, it used wow. to be a real house. I guess I can talk about this. It's in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, I want to know. It counts. And actually, I know that. Uh, the woman that lived there before died, but I don't know if she died in the house or if she died elsewhere um, because a woman came to work the room one night. And when you're working the room, when you are like running the house, you are the only one there. Yeah. There's no one else in this house. It was just me. I was the one that locked the place up. I was the one that like, you know, shut all the electricity off at the end of the night. It was just me. And this woman came to play the house one night and she said, I used to live here. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah. She was like, I lived with a woman, the woman who lived here. I lived with her. I assisted her. She was a shut-in. Oh. And she didn't leave her house. And she was like, and I lived with her um, like five days a week until she passed away. Wow. And I didn't really get to talk to her about like what it was. But there was one night, actually, I was resetting a room. And the thing is, we have cameras set up in every room, right? With microphones so we can hear what's going on in the rooms and we can see what's going on in the rooms. And you would be in the room like with the cameras on and the microphone. You'd be the only one in the house waiting for like your next crew to arrive. And you'd hear things moving oh, in the no. room over the microphones. And it was like, ah! and one night. It was towards the end of my time there and I like Joe was coming to meet me to walk me home because it was like 1230 in the morning yeah. or at night. How would you say that? 1230 mm -hmm. at night, I, mean, I guess. It's technically yeah. 1230 it in the morning. It's nighttime. 1230 at night um, and he walked over because it was like a couple blocks away and he walked over to walk me home and I was resetting my last room of the night. I was about to leave and this place is like completely silent, you know, because I'm the only one there. And I heard breathing in the room with me, like heavy, like no. so awful. And I like completely froze. I went out. I stood on the porch. I waited for Joe to get there and I made him come in with me as I like reset the room and closed up. And it was terrifying. And no. then after I left, some stuff happened. I have to see if I can find this video. One of the guy, my friend Dan, who still works there actually, sent me a video because he was in the room. He was watching these people play the room mm -hmm. and you could hear screaming <gasps> coming what? from and the people in the room were even like, "Do you hear that?" Was, and you could hear it. The game? Yeah, did they think it was part of the game? Yeah, it was coming over the speakers, but you couldn't Holy figure out where shit. it was coming from. Oh my god. You need to find that after this. That you know, need to send it. Yeah, you're showing that. Oh, I, well, I have crazy. to like text him and see. I think it was on my old phone. I have to text him and yeah, see if he'll send yeah. it. I need all the Holy info about shit. this I have to watch in the near future. <gasps> anyway, ahead. sorry. Wow. I had to bring that up because no, I totally I'm so glad. forgot about that crazy, That's amazing. crazy place. That is nuts. Ooh, breathing. <laughs> breathing. Even if someone's sitting right next to you, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear you breathing like that. Yeah. Please it's do not do this. It's a lot. It's a lot. That reminds me of like the weepy voiced killer. The what killer? The weepy voiced killer. And he'd leave. You can listen to on probably on YouTube or something the messages that he left. Oh, the voicemails? Yeah. Or the 
Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> Ew. I want none of that. Yeah, it's real bad. I could. Uh, you don't want me to keep going. It's really no, creepy. I don't. That's don't. the worst. I'll leave uh, you a voicemail of it later. No. <laughs> The only um, other thing I really have about Warner Brothers is when I went to the top rafters of the tallest soundstage in North America. Ooh. Stage 16. They also oh, have the big wow. water tank underneath, which okay. thank God the floor wasn't taken out for that because then it would have felt even higher up. But yeah. I'm up. I'm up in the rafters and I'm not afraid of heights, but I realized when I went up there, I am afraid of unstable Falling? heights. Oh. And yeah. heights where you can like oh. walk on a beam and see the ground while you're walking on the beam. Ooh. And it's very, oh, very God. old stage. So you're seeing like carvings and graffiti from way back in the day, like even the 20s or whatever year. My friend took me up there. Why did I do this? And <laughs> there's like a bathroom up there too. I went Whoa. pee-pee in there. Cool. <laughs> in the uh, men's only. In, in the, the toilet. The men's only toilet. Hey. Men's only. Did it for us women. Uh, Thanks, girl. <laughs> but my friend Eric decided to take it one step further and take these little kind of raftery stairs up to the roof roof. And I said, no. I'm fine. No, pass. I'm fine. I'm just going to walk it. around, look at the graffiti, and have a great time. And I could see shadows up there. I wasn't really sure since you are in a bunch of beams and whatnot, but it's like moving with me, but not as if it's my shadow, but like trailing me. And then I'm kind of thinking I will walk across on this beam that I really don't want to walk across. And all of a sudden, I feel as if someone is putting their hands on it and just shaking it my hand like trying to shake Whoa. me off almost whimsical but also what the fuck is wrong with you yeah why would you do this it's horrible and then i just immediately well, seems, started making my way down yeah yeah like that nope, seems like here. something that guy like a bunch a group of guys would do to each other like right. working on yeah. a catwalk of some sort like there were no women like working up there star, like thing to do like, yeah I'm to be like oh i'm gonna shake this while he's walking across especially when they did it like every day Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was playful, but no. But it but did not. Absolutely not. I dropped not my safe. jacket just to get perspective, and then silence, 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 silence. Ooh, <laughs> and you realized quick, like, really nope, that's high too up high. there. Get out of here. <laughs> nope, that's too high. Oh, my God. How Ugh. many feet is that? Let me see. <laughs> too high I know feet. the exact yeah. number. So glad I don't remember all these fun facts about <laughs> the studio anymore. <laughs> How long has it been since you worked there? At least, like, Let's four see. years, right? Three? Four? Yeah, probably three yeah, yeah. Three yeah, years. you don't need to remember that. I don't that need to. Not, that is I don't not need to. information the brain. That you got, filling you my brain space. with other useless yeah. knowledge. <laughs> you need space in your brain for things. There's never enough. Matter. There's never no. enough. No. Well, that's my experience. I would love to talk to the security guards again. Yeah. There's probably get tons their of weird crap still now. Yeah, <laughs> all I the bet. time. Prop I feel house like definitely. Like that, There's just so much like history there. Security guards especially because one, they work alone a lot and two, they're trained to observe. Yeah. Because even when I worked at the the Edison downtown. Oh. Oh, cool. Yeah, the security guards. Yeah, the security guards had the had the info. They knew every. Like, first of all, they experienced it because they were there so late, and like it was the, literally their job to stand and watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also, the security guards were who a lot of the patrons would go up to and be like, "Hey, is this place haunted?" And they'd be <laughs> like, "No, why?" And they'd be like, "Because this happened to me in the bathroom." And the security guards are like. Oh, then yeah. <laughs> We're not supposed to say that. It's like when we went to the Millennium the, Biltmore yeah, the and we were like, oh, what do you... Hi, okay. We were like, yeah, have you had any experiences here? And they were like, no, that's hogwash. And we'd be like, oh, we're actually here to try and have an experience. And they're like, oh, well, in that case, yeah. 
like the guy at the gift shop being like, no, this place isn't really haunted. Like it's kind of just rumors. And then as soon as we started talking about our podcast and why we were there, he was like, actually, let me tell you about these 10 things that have happened. Yeah, he like took us on a tour of this tiny gift shop. He was like, and then one time over here and then one time over here. And it's like, I know, you but can, they, you know, it's like, it's I get it. The not driving they have me to away. initially be like, no, 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 just yeah. to not like scare the shit yeah, out of people. Yeah, because some people but. don't want to stay at a hotel that's haunted. Right. Then why Fair. are you asking about it? I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then quit you asking. Quit secret, you shopper? Asking. <laughs> secret shopper? Secret <laughs> shopper. Oh my God, secret shoppers. <laughs> They're going to get a D rating. <laughs> oh, no. Ghoulies. Ooh, Too many ghoulies. Too many ghoulies here. You get a D. A Too many ghoulies here. D for demon. Too many ghoulies here. Oh god! <laughs> Hi, this is Keep It Weird. Welcome to Keep It Weird. <laughs> what are we doing? Where are podcast? Where am I? I don't know. I don't know. This whiskey starting to taste even better. Oh good! Oh, I'm glad. There's, There's more. Seven more. <laughs> There's more. I can um, do this for you. Let's talk. Oh, so those are the studios. Well, not all the studios, but yeah. those are some. And I'm sure ones. there's so Tidbit. many more stories. Yeah. Dip your toe in the the Hollywood studios. Uh, now we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about some real. Well, I don't want to say real life because I do believe in the paranormal, but we're going to talk about some like murder, mm. murder, murder. <laughs> starting with a uh, famous Hollywood curse. So I'm sure most people have heard of it before, but the Superman curse is a is a big old curse that exists. Yeah, <laughs> we've talked about cursed movie sets on here before, but the Superman curse is weird because it wasn't one set it was like this series of anyone who was playing superman or not even playing superman but involved in the earlier superman franchise was having some weird experiences and the weirdest of all to me is the first actor to play him george reeves who starred in the 50s tv shows the adventures of superman he played the lead role for six years Oh, I didn't know it was that long it was for six years um and a little like his career started to kind of go down the toilet. Like no one would cast him as anything else except for Superman. They're like, this is all you can do. And so it was said that he went into a little bit of a depression because it's like of Daniel it. Radcliffe. Totally. I can't Aww. see him as anything. I don't Harry take Potter. him seriously. I'm sorry. In other Every single thing. Did I've you seen see Swiss him Army him? Man? You know yes. what? I didn't see Swiss oh, Army so Man. Great. But like, I did like that so movie a lot. Great. But I still, even though it's I loved the movie, I was still like, oh, Harry Potter did this fun film. Uh-huh. <laughs> but even like Woman in Black. Woman yeah. yeah, Woman in Black. He's he supposed to be Harry like a man house. who lost his wife and no, child. he's not. He's you not know great. to be married. He's yeah. Harry Potter. I haven't seen that yet. Is oh, it great? It's, it's so good. <laughs> I love Woman in Black. And then also um, Horns, which is awesome. But I can't not see Harry Potter. I'm not even a Harry Potter fan. And I'm still like, oh, Harry Potter's doing something. I've never even seen all of the Harry Potter movies he's just harry so potter many. to me go on i know sorry um so, so he's yeah, the he harry kind potter of, going through of that. the 60s <laughs> yes and so yes. it was said Good. that he was in going into a deep dark depression and he was often like angry and not great to be around because of his career going down the toilet which is why everyone believes that when he was found dead with a gunshot wound that it was a suicide mm-hmm. But however, however, (laughs) um, there were people present at the home with George Reeves the night that he died, including um, his fiance, Leonor Lemon. Wasn't it kind of like a little party? It was a little party going on. There were about six people there and they were all in the business and good friends of his. And so all of the witnesses say that this is what happened, that 
Reeves and Lemon, his fiance, had gotten in an argument earlier that night and that when the party like really started to get going, he went up to his bedroom and went to sleep and he came down a couple of times complaining of the noise and was like, you guys are way too loud. Get the hell out of my house. I'm in a bad mood. And that he went back upstairs after complaining. They heard a gunshot. They all ran up there and then they called the police. However, even though that's the main story that was given to the police, everyone's stories were completely different. Some people were saying hey, this one guy was actually upstairs by his room right when we heard the gunshot. Like, we hadn't seen him in a while, and he was up there. And I think that was... Who did they think was up there? Sorry, we'll probably have to cut this out. See, this is what sucks. Is I, I, wish, had I was going to I was gonna hum, like, the um, Superman yeah. theme song, and then I realized say, do I don't it. know it. I remember it. I'm not a big Superman da, 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 That's da, it, right? Da, or is that in here? Oh, <laughs> um, see, this is what sucks about that Google Doc going missing because I had this much more organized. OK, oh, so some of the statements that were going around, um, especially from a man named Fred Crane, who was a colleague from Gone with the Wind that Reeves was very close with, put Lemon upstairs in the room or very close to it. Crane is positive that she was up there when the gunshot rang out. He hadn't seen her. Um, there were a couple of other people who were definitely downstairs drinking like 100%. No one has questioned them, but Fred Crane and Leonor Lemon are the two like more questionable ones that could have been up there. Investigators did not find any fingerprints on the gun or no gunpowder residue on Reeves' hands. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like he did it himself. Mm. The bullet that killed Reeves was recovered from the bedroom ceiling and the casing was found under his body. Two additional bullets were discovered embedded in the bedroom floor. Yeah. So yeah. Usually when sense. you kill yourself, it takes three bullets. Right. Uh, two that miss and, and one, one that... Would be under your also, body. wouldn't the party had heard when they have heard three exactly and that's the one? other part yeah. is technically that would that would mean three bullets were fired and there would have been three gunshots but everyone swears they only heard one which mm-hmm. is the other super fishy thing it also looked like there was um there was not forced entry into his room and it didn't look like there was any kind of fight however reeves could have been asleep and someone could have easily just walked into his room like if he had been trying to sleep and shot him so but because of the no forced entry and because it didn't look like any altercation had taken place they had to rule it a suicide because there just wasn't enough evidence and it was so much hearsay but to this day people believe it was either the fiance or it could have possibly been this fred crane character but it's super super fishy conspiring Mm -hmm. so that was the first so that's george reeves from the tv show i believe correct me if i'm wrong the movie hollywood land is about the murder of George Reeves, isn't it? With the uh, oh, Ben maybe. Affleck and oh, yes, Hollywoodland. Right. I'm pretty sure that's the one. It's about the murder and like the investigation that followed. I bet that's true. Make it a I nice don't remember if it's any good. Go on. So I feel like that one is the craziest, hands down. Oh, yeah. I just that one's wanted, bonkers. I just wanted to go over the other like interesting things attached yeah. to Superman. So in 1978, Superman became a movie with Christopher Reeve, which... What? Reeve, Reeve, like, already yeah, just, so close. Just are Reeve you? without the S. <laughs> kidding me. Like that already to me is just like close the book. This is the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever. Heard. Close the book. So Christopher Reeve, roll credits, <laughs> was playing Superman, um, and he's probably the most familiar actor that people will recognize. But several years after playing the role, he was paralyzed after a horse riding accident and spent the rest of his life confined to a wheelchair. Most everyone Remember knows that story. Remember how devastating that was yes. when that Horrible. happened? So upsetting. Insane. Ugh. It's so sad. 
So that's really crazy and probably the most well-known. Um, and then Marlon Brando made a cameo in that same franchise as Christopher Reeve. And in 1980, his son gunned down his half-sister's boyfriend. Think about that for a second. His half-sister's boyfriend was found guilty and sent to prison for a decade. So that's just kind of a crazy attachment with him. Um, that happened like right after he was in the movie. The same franchise also gave us the performance of Lois Lane by Margot Kidder. And she unfortunately had a complete mental breakdown in 1996, disappearing yeah. for days on end. Whoa. And they found when they finally found her after missing, she was in a complete state of paranoia, delusional, was hearing voices, seeing things. So that was horribly sad because people loved her. She was such a good Lois Lane and just went off the deep end. Um, the third Superman film saw Richard Pryor turn up as Gus Gorman. He completely stole the show. People loved it. Um, three years after the film's release, he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, which, again, like, might not have anything to do with the movie, but it's just another, like, yeah, man. Yeah, another, like, all tied together. Everyone Jesus. in these movies had a hard time. Hmm. Oh, and it's horrible. Um, in the first Superman film, we witnessed a small baby being sent to Earth from Planet Krypton. Lee Quigley played the role as a baby <laughs> and unfortunately sure. went to fall into a pit of substance abuse and was found dead at as the age of 14 from oh, an overdose, what? which was horrible. He was a baby. I know. So he was like a baby, Whoa. baby. So yeah, the baby in the movie died of a drug overdose in his teenage years. The final Superman film in 1987 saw Muriel Hemingway taking one of the lead roles. And not long after the film's release, her older sister Margot was found dead from an overdose of sedatives. Hemingway has also stated that she doesn't believe the overdose theory. She doesn't believe her sister would have ever done a thing and someone poisoned her. Oh, so that's that's another story to dig into for another day. Um, The next franchise that came along after the original was Superman Returns. And all three members of the production crew suffered worrying injuries during the filming's process. And also in the film, Lois Lane, who was portrayed by Kate Bosworth, which this one's just silly, but I had to throw it in, blames the film and it's bad vibes and bad juju for the reason that her and Orlando Bloom broke up because they oh. were dating at the time. Oh, I thought she was going to say for the end of her career. And I was like, honey, <laughs> I mean, my no. mom, I have something to tell you. I know, sweet Kate. It Kate. could like be that you're not any good. <laughs> it's because you're not <laughs> a very good actress. But I just love throwing in those funny little things things because like shut up Kate but shut also up, Kate. <laughs> Media, hey she, point. she was Lois Lane and she broke up with her boyfriend maybe it was attached maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah also those crew members getting like really bad injuries during the filming so those are all like the crazy things and the weird part is um there have been lots of different Superman releases since those original ones but they think like everything's kind of been watered down and it's not as crazy in the newer movies and they think it's because they've been going by like Man of Steel and changing the name and they don't know if maybe like with the name change away goes oh. the curse. <laughs> that was a little maybe. theory I found on the internet that I thought was interesting because some of the newer Supermans well, haven't been finding crazy Well, and then if you look at Batman things. versus Superman mm-hmm. which I won't And now <laughs> Ben Affleck is being accused of sexual harassment right. oh, yes, because the they used Superman again. See? It yep. is. They it used is. the word again. How you can I know, and, and his divorce Everything. from Jennifer Garner, yeah. which just broke me. It all spirals out, you guys. <laughs> which okay. Just broke smoking again. All of it. All he of it is, has He's going down again. a bad path because uh, Superman was Superman. in the title. <laughs> and that movie just sucked. Yeah, really I did was not one of the see worst it, things but, that I've seen um, five minutes of in my I life. I think it's cursed because it 
it's just garbage. Maybe Superman well, just go is watch cursed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Maybe and Superman refresh your palate. is just cursed because <laughs> Superman's a really boring superhero. Yeah, he's my least he favorite. Is. Do you have favor and Google Nicolas Cage Superman? Oh, please, Why? Kevin Do Smith. That to I know. I've seen that costume in Why? person. Really? Trish. Uh, Nicholas Cage almost played Superman in a Long Superman hair. movie it. directed it. by it. wasn't it directed by Kevin Smith? <laughs> That's what I know it as. Um just put Nicholas Cage Nicolas Superman Cage costume. Costume. Yeah. Cuz it's ahead. like a test shot and his dead eyes and, <laughs> and long hair eyes. and it's the wrong colors of blue and oh. <laughs> in person it's even worse. Oh no. Hey. He looks like <laughs> a ghost that just crawled out of a swamp. <laughs> <laughs> and ended up as Superman on accident. And accidentally who, ended who up as Superman. I'm upset. <laughs> we all were. And that's why I did yeah. We all were. Yeah. Who, 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 who thought this was a good idea? Kevin it's part Smith. of the curse. It's <laughs> part of the curse. <laughs> Everyone, maybe if you're listening to thing. this, Google this now. Maybe and if you're not, scream. I'm never speaking to you Maybe that's where the curse ended. <laughs> yeah. Because that was too much. didn't make it. And Wipe finally, the spirit of Superman, whomever that is, <laughs> whomever that may stopped be. turning in his grave. Was <laughs> who rest. was the original was Superman? The original Superman? <laughs> who is this? Yeah. Oh, anyway. Ghost of Superman's past, guys. That <laughs> Superman stuff is crazy, though. I think of all the curses, that one fascinates Fascinates. I'm just on a real. It's real. Fascinates life. me. <laughs> special offer. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> it fascinates me because it's across several movies and it really and just makes me feel Decades, weird. movies, completely Decades. different crews, completely Reeves different. Reeves and Reeve. Are you kidding <laughs> Reeves me? Reeves and Reeve. <laughs> From Reeves to Reeve. Are you kidding me? Uh, Anywho, let's move on. Anyways, Can't so. Reeves in a cage. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Went a little overboard with my research. Oh, no. I'm happy you did. I am so stoked so that excited. you did because the story is going to be phenomenal. I'm going to do my best to shorten it a bit because I have so much. But um, it's actually a hot topic right now. Mm-hmm. And you a lot you. of people are talking about it. Do, um, do, do. But I definitely want to discuss Natalie Wood, yes, who is yes. my celebrity lookalike. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My soul <laughs> sister. Oh, baby. Soul oh, baby. Sister. Oh, baby. Um... <laughs> Blair, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's> you. <laughs> I really like when I meet people because I have like three different people they say I look like, and it depends on the age group. It's like older <laughs> people. It's like 50 and older. Like, you look just like Natalie Wood. And I'm like, thank you, I know. And then <laughs> 50 to like 40 is like, you look like Diane Lane. I'm like, <laughs> hotter no. than Diane Lane. Uh, no, thank you. I look like a very young Diane yes, Lane. I see yeah, the like relation. Absolutely. Young. You guys have like actually the exact same nose now that I'm thinking about it. Yep. But yeah, she's like really young. Very Diane young Lane. Diane Lane. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then, but this is like not so much anymore. This is back when I was like much skinnier and also had, um, I wore like red lipstick every single day. Mm-hmm. Oh, Younger people days, said yes. Taylor Swift. <laughs> no. And I was like, no. What? First of all, she's blonde. Second of all, she's like nine feet tall. <laughs> what, what Taylor Swift are you looking I'm at? So I think it was I might mouth. leave now. It just maybe because it was just my mouth. Because I'm terrible. even trying no. to look like, Mm-mm. is your nose or eyes? No, you Nothing. guys could no, She's got this different. weird thing where like this, no one can see this. <laughs> you can. <laughs> this part of her face, it looks like someone has a string and is just constantly kind of going, uh, uh, 
I agree with that. Like, Whoa, it's really? Like it's a little curl. weird. Look, just it's Google weird Taylor Swift curl. face and you'll notice it. Google yeah, Taylor weird. Swift face. <laughs> just Google that. Just Taylor you Swift can't face. see what I'm Taylor doing. Taylor Swift lip but curl. Just think of, of the essence I'm portraying. Um, well, you want to hear the weirdest celebrity relation? And I think this was from in her Mean Girls days, but I get Lindsay Lohan all the time. No. It's your voice. All the time. It's no, your but voice. It's the sexy raspy, That's the thing is I would have thought that too, the raspiness, because we do sound similar. People would come up to me like in bars without even hearing my voice and say, oh my God, do you ever get Lindsay Lohan? And Alex, my husband, actually did find a picture of when I was a little heavier. I'm like the opposite. I'm like, <laughs> I had more weight on me. And it was when she had like her reddish brownish hair after Mean Girls and I had yeah, really dark hair. Hot. And we uh, do look similar okay. in those two pictures. And I like kind of see it, but I'll still get it now to this day with lighter hair. Weird. And being you do thinner. both have and so high I'm just like, what? And that's nice. I'm and just blown nice. away by it. It's a nice. I get Alyssa really Milano too. That was oh, the one I missed. That's a good one though. That was the one that I missed. I love one. me some Charmed, so I'm all Charmed. Yeah, who doesn't? Charmed. Charmed. I love Charmed. Charmed. And special off um, Charmed and Charmed. <laughs> that is, for anyone listening who does not live in Los Angeles, that is kind of how people talk to you. Oh yeah. Like oh, they yes. start it with like, does anyone hey. tell you you look like, yep. does anyone tell you, does anyone ever tell you? Oh my God. I just I have to like just stand alike. here in the light turn to the turn three quarters oh my god yeah. oh my god you look just like Natalie Wood Alex always gets the crisp pine which I don't hate Alex looks I have just not like seen what he looks pine. like so now I'll I don't want to I'm just gonna imagine he's crisp oh pine. yeah just he imagine crisp pine, pine. It's never pine. But like they're him. the same the muscles are exactly the same <laughs> yep. that was so mean Alex I love your body the way it is <laughs> I love your body <laughs> welcome to we keep it weird so we Natalie Wood what is this episode? This <laughs> is going to seem like a lot of information that doesn't matter. It's a, lot, a lot of it's going to be like, okay, why did you even tell me that? But I promise you that everything that I'm telling you matters. I try to do a very in-depth investigation into the lives of Natalie Wood and Robert Wagner. Not just the night of her death, but also like their whole relationship yeah, leading yeah, yeah. up to it. So, yes. Natalie Wood. Most notably known for her role as Maria in West Side Story and Judy in Rebel Without a Cause, died at age 43. She drowned in the Pacific Ocean. She was found on November 29th, 1981 in a flannel nightgown, a red down jacket, and blue wool socks floating face down about 200 yards off the coast of Catalina Island. And just to the south, the inflatable dinghy, which a dinghy is essentially like a lifeboat. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah, but it's also not just it's not like for emergencies uh, for anyone listening who doesn't know it's like when you have a yacht it's like the little boat that you take to go other places right like away from the yacht Mm -hmm. anyways but they call them dinghies yeah. Did they used to? Do they still call them dinghies? They still call them dinghies. Yeah. They do? Like, oh, yeah. The you're like really Love saying it. the G. I feel like it's usually just dinghy, <laughs> really but you're like, a dinghy? No, dinghy? because I, here's the thing, because I was like, what the fuck is a dinghy? And I looked it up. I looked <laughs> it up. Way you say it. I looked it up. I, I Googled how to pronounce it. It's actually pronounced dinghy. 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 It's actually like being so proper. A it's dinghy. Like a, a dinghy. Like where the phlegm is in your throat, you got to hold That's it. That's what dinghy. I thought. I know. I was going to say, I'm getting... A dinghy, thought, my baby. I thought... <laughs> a dinghy, my baby. Okay, like first said of all, dinghy that's Scottish. <laughs> where, where, where am I from? It does sound like I've it would be like Australian. Yeah. Like the dinghy. The dinghy. Anyway, yeah. so I'll say dinghy. I think it's fun that you're saying it that way. Let's bring it back. It's the proper way. Anyway, so much today. So the dinghy... That belonged to the yacht 
that belonged to Robert and Natalie washed up on the rocks. The ignition key was switched off. The gear shift was in neutral and the oars were in locked position. So it was detached from the boat for reasons unknown, but it was never operated. The question ever since then has been what happened on the boat? From conflicting storylines and multiple eyewitness testimonies, no one has ever been charged for the murder of Natalie Wood. Her death was ruled an accidental drowning, despite the fact that everything points to foul play. So we'll start from the beginning just to paint a picture of the situation. Natalie began dating Robert Wagner in 1956 when she was 18 and he was 26. Uh, at this point, her career was like huge and booming. She yeah. had just mm-hmm. like transitioned from being a child star to kind of an adult movie star, which everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which everyone knows is like not something that everyone can do, um, especially hard. back Today. then. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she was hanging out. You know, she was getting roles with James Dean. She was hanging out with Elvis Presley. Like she was mm. on her way. Wagner, on the other hand, his career was at a low point. He had a few big hits that petered out within two years, and he was stuck working as a stage actor. Not that there's anything wrong with stage actors, but he wasn't even like a sought out one. Not even a blow. Yeah. (laughs) They were married within a year of dating, and it was probably the most photographed and talked about couple that had ever existed at that time. It was like the first tabloid couple in Hollywood history. Everyone was watching. Everyone was watching. Everyone knew about. They spent uh, most of their honeymoon on the water, which is one thing they absolutely shared was their love of boats. I don't know if you guys know, Natalie Wood was actually terrified of water. Yes. Recently. How did I not know that? Yeah. She, she had had, and not for like no reason. Well, she, first of all, she said she'd always been scared of water. Like she never swam growing up. She was scared of water, but she had so many like near death experiences with water. It's almost like a cosmic thing that she drowned. Water was like calling for her. She had several like accidents on set where she almost drowned. She had several like just crazy stuff. And then she ends up drowning. drowning. It's very strange. Anyways, after they got married, a couple of years after they got married, Natalie started to fall apart. Despite her career going really well, she was insecure and suspicious of everyone, including her husband, uh, which that's the... uh, pretty big thing with child stars i believe you know if you can think if you think about like if you become a star when you're an adult you had friends prior to being famous and most of them stay friends with them because it's Mm -hmm. like they were friends with me when i was nobody ride or die yeah Yeah, that's your ride or die and as a child star you have to live your entire life wondering if people want to be friends with you because they like you you or because you're natalie wood i mean already someone with generalized anxiety just I already think that. I already think that. Everybody. I already think that. And like, what does anyone like me? Um, So she started to really like fall apart. And also, like we talked about earlier, this was a time where the studio owned you. Yeah. Like they made your decisions for you. They told you what movies you were taking. They told you who you could date. They told Mm -hmm. you who you could be seen in public with. Like, and her mother was like a crazy, she was a Russian immigrant and she was, she was the one that pushed her into movies when she was five years old. So okay. basically at this point in her life, she realized that she's never actually made a decision. Yeah. Like Oof. her entire life. What a crisis to yeah. have at such like, a young age too. Yeah. She wasn't even 30. I never decided she's never anything for made myself. a decision. What a feeling. Once. So wow. she started to kind of lose it. And again, 
it was very Valley of the Dolls. Like she <laughs> she started taking pills to go to sleep at night because she had horrible insomnia. But then she would have to take pills to stay awake to during the day. Upper, yeah. What is so, reality? Yeah. What is right. reality? Valley You're of the Dolls. At that point. All the way around. She was a pill popper. She was addicted to pills. Her career continued to grow. Robert Wagner's continued to flatline. Um, mm. The real trouble began actually on the set of a movie called Splendor in the Grass. Lana, Natalie's sister, has been quoted as saying, I don't know which came first, the end of her marriage or Warren Beatty. Mm. Ooh, what a line. Natalie Wood would not be the only person who's had an affair with fucking Warren Beatty. I feel like (laughs) every single actress in Hollywood (laughs) fucked Warren Beatty. Which honestly, I would have too. Which honestly, here's the beautiful man. (laughs) (laughs) Even like to say. He aged well. Yeah. Here's the th- this and actually Splendor in the Glass, that was his like debut film. But did you say what? Splendor in the Glass? <laughs> I did because I, like I saw that you were Splendor drinking from the glass. glass. Or I realized that I also wanted to drink. That would be a horror movie. Splendor in the Glass. Splendor in the Grass. It was his debut role on film, but like Natalie could tell, everyone could tell, like he was going to be a huge star and that really appealed to her. So eventually Wagner one day showed up on set and saw like Warren Beatty's arm around her waist, like not on screen and kind of embarrassed himself and made a scene and eventually left her and started living on his boat. And then they got a divorce in 1963. Uh, Wagner suffered the worst his career continued to decline and natalie's continued to flourish that was around the time after splendor in the grass that she got west side story which Mm -hmm. was huge big deal where she played a latino yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) not much is known about Beatty's relationship with natalie wood but he did show up to see her on the set of gypsy almost every day Uh, um and uh love gypsy I know you do. Mm. Um, According to witnesses, one day she was visibly upset and and humiliated one night after Beatty left a club they were at together with the hat check girl. (laughs) No. Just so Beatty. Uh, (laughs) And of course, it didn't help that at the time Robert Wagner had remarried and had a baby girl with his new wife. Mm. Oh, some real shit. So she was going through some stuff. She then dated several men while seemingly still having a relationship with Warren Beatty. And then in uh, 1966, she attempted suicide, which is very sad. Uh, one day, Warren Beatty came by her house. This is what her secretary had to say. He came by. They were talking. He, he heard raised voices. The secretary heard raised voices. And then Warren Beatty left. Natalie then went upstairs to her bedroom. And the secretary found her after she swallowed a handful of pills. And he had to rush her to Cedar sinai in Hollywood. Uh, and luckily, saved her life. Three years later, in 1969, she was remarried to an English agent and producer, and Robert Redford was the best man, which I think is very interesting. Yes. Fun fact. However, the marriage ended right after the birth of their child uh, the next year, and supposedly he was having an affair, but that was never substantiated. So a few months before this, a few months before she got a divorce from her second husband uh, and the father of her child... Robert Wagner and his wife had filed for divorce, too. So now they're both single. Well, then, within a year, actually, he became engaged to Tina Sinatra, which was Frank Sinatra's oh, yeah. daughter. Oh my <laughs> wow. 
they just got around back then. What else were you like, doing back then? I know. Seriously, we didn't have Wi Fi. There was no Wi Fi. There was nothing to do, so they're like, let's just get married. Let's just like, get let's married. Just, I'm going to marry everyone I can. And which, everyone got some gas of gas. Yes. <laughs> which is Lord. what happened again. He did not end up marrying Tina Sinatra because he started spending a little bit of time with. Natalie Wood, Mm -hmm. they ended up getting remarried. And it's actually kind of a sweet story. They started seeing each other again, hanging out again, and they got lost at sea on a boat. And they were lost for four days. And they spent the four days, like, getting drunk in the cabin on champagne. And once they, like, made it back to safety, they were like, we need to get remarried. Yeah. That is amazing. And I want that to be my life forever. It was very sweet. Because that's, like, that's the way you know if you're meant to be with someone. And there was champagne there. I mean, champagne, caviar, cheese. Like, we're in love. Too bad he murdered her. What? Yeah. If it ended there, then it'd be a Fucking great! What a beautiful story! Yeah. So (coughs) (laughs) this is so that was 1972. They got remarried, and this is where things start to get kind of fucked up. So in 1975, Robert Wagner bought them a new yacht. Now I know this, and if I know this, I feel like anyone who's ever owned a boat knows this. You don't rename a new boat. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Once a boat has a name, that's its that's, name. That's its it, name. Yeah. It's bad luck yes. to rename yes, yes, yes. it. Same so, with cars. Same with cars. Robert Wagner bought the Challenger, and they renamed the boat Splendor, which is kind of fucked up considering Splendor in the Grass is the film that Natalie Wood and Warren Beatty's affair began on, Ooh. and in the end, already gives it right there. The yeah. Did you like well, that's right bad there. luck, and also like jab. Warren Beatty is the one that chose the name, or not Warren Beatty? I'm sorry, Robert Wagner oh, is the like, one what? that chose yeah, what the is name. That weird resentment bubbling up to the surface. I don't yeah. know. Like that's that's weird. He claims Does that, that show premeditation. Right? That's dun, what. That's, dun, dun. It's kind of weird. That does like seem like it shows like, hey, Natalie, like, I'm still pissed. Yeah. He's having Here that maniacal go. laughter Splendor. in his head. Yeah. Maniacal laugh. So they bought this boat, renamed it Splendor, hired a captain named Dennis Deverne, whose name you're going to see, you're going to hear a million times starting now. Uh, the captain became very close with the couple over the years, often dining with them on and off the ship. He basically became a friend. Um, and acted as her bodyguard any time that she had to be alone. And it was at this point that Robert Wagner was at the height of his career. He was doing awesome in film and television, and Natalie Wood couldn't get a role to save her life, Mm -hmm. and the roles that she did get ended up being super flops. Yeah, she was considered old Hollywood, even though she was only like forty. She yeah, was considered. She was she, it was like her style. Then. Yeah, her style was just she was out, and Robert was in. Mm. Um, so that caused problems. Also, uh, Robert, there were rumors swirling around Hollywood that he was having a little bit more than just a friendship with a woman on set with him. Um, so that caused issues. And Dennis Deverne, the captain, actually said that those were some of the things that they kind of that caused tension on their weekend getaways to Catalina or wherever the fuck they were going. And Dennis also talked about like how big of partiers they were like drinking. They would also like they would trade quaaludes for volumes and they would just be high all the time. Uh, But that's kind of what you did. I mean, I guess I probably would have. Like I would have been there. Yeah. (laughs) That's not like like, weird. If you had money and had the pills. Yes. Enter Christopher Walken. Well, well, hello. Well, 
Hi. Oh, hello, hey. Christopher hello. Walken. I wish Joe was here to do his Christopher Walken impression. I was just going to ask one of you two to do really an impression good. because Call I feel now. like <laughs> he's one of the best actors to impersonate, and I was praying that one of you That's two would have one. Get it's done. hard. Right, too. Yeah. No, I'm not going to What? I, I love that you just tried. I was thinking about <laughs> yeah, it, but you did it. Trying to like think of a podcast right here. Walken. How about imitate his dancing instead? I feel like it's hard for like women to do. I don't have the voice. Yeah, it's really hard for women to do. You can always get his inflection of like Like this. Right in like the back upper palate. You know, that's tough. Yeah, it's really hard. Gave it my best. You guys are really close. I really appreciate you. Walk in was co starring. With Natalie Wood on a science fiction thriller called Brainstorm. What? Um, <laughs> nope. And according to Dennis Deverne. That did well. Yeah. You did well. Obviously, it did very well. And according to Dennis Deverne, Wood became infatuated with him mm. during the filming. She was often seen openly flirting with him. Uh, the rumors that were going around that they were having something on the set were so prevalent that Robert Wagner actually like flew there. This was in like North Carolina or something. Robert Wagner actually like flew there to like check out the situation. Damn, to be rich and suspicious. Right? You know? <laughs> like, what? To be to rich, rich and, and suspicious. Can that be the name of this episode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rich and suspicious. Rich and <laughs> but honestly, it's like, oh, I think my wife's cheating. Hop on a plane. Hop on a plane and just <laughs> fucking not even go. A thing. But plot twist: some people actually think that Natalie was the one trying to insinuate and spread the rumors that something inappropriate was going on because Christopher Walken's wife Georgianne had been present for the entire shoot, so nothing could really be going on sure. unless three is company <laughs> two. Right? True. Three Um. <laughs> Natalie's sister Lana said in her book, I don't know if Natalie's love affair with Chris was imaginary or real, though my strong suspicion is that it was all in her mind and perhaps she was only wishing it to be so. Mm. Natalie actually invited Christopher Walken to join her, Robert, and their captain Dennis on their boat over Thanksgiving weekend. This is obviously the weekend where Natalie Wood died. Yep. Dennis said he did not like Chris Walken to begin with. He said Natalie was openly flirting with him right off the bat. The two of them sitting close together on the boat and giggling while Robert gets more and more annoyed as he watches. Okay. Around 5 p.m. this first night, everyone but Dennis got off the boat and headed to shore to do some shopping. And Dennis stayed back to barbecue. And this is the point in the story. First of all, this is the day before the quote-unquote accidental drowning so this is like day one of two okay. and this is where the story gets kind of messy this is the point where in the timeline where <clears throat> everyone's stories seem to start not matching up during wagner's interview with the police in 1981 he claims that when they got back on the boat the water was too rocky and the sea was he, he said grumpy and <laughs> natalie wanted to sleep on land instead of sailing around trying to find less rocky waters so he said that he asked dennis the captain to take her ashore and stay in a hotel however dennis tells a different story he said that when they got back from shopping and whatnot to come to the barbecue there was already an argument going on um, he said that christopher walken went down to take a nap or something and natalie and robert started fighting he heard her saying, you're being silly multiple times to her husband. The fight got so out of hand that at one point, Dennis went downstairs and asked Christopher Walken to intervene, to which Christopher said, never get involved in an argument with a man and a wife, between a man and a wife. Mm -hmm. Walken also corroborated the argument timeline. He said he was very ill and returned to his bunk 
he was aware of some kind of quote unquote hubbub going on up above. (laughs) There was no yelling, right? There was no yelling, but eventually he said Dennis came down and asked him to get involved, to which he said, don't get involved. Yeah. Deverne ended up taking Natalie Wood ashore. Eyewitnesses saw them ashore that night. They said they saw the pair drinking heavily. Most people described them as intoxicated. They checked into a hotel. This was proven by the hotel guest information as well as eyewitness testimony. But during the first two interviews with the police, Dennis Deverne claimed that all four of them spent the night on the boat. What the fuck? Right? Already. This is like the day before. The police, however, had prior knowledge that this was not true. They confronted him with the lie and he stated, this is exactly what he said, that before answering... He'd have to talk to RJ, which is Robert Wagner, and possibly an attorney. Damn. That was his actual answer. It just seems insane. Yeah. After his his second interview, (laughs) he admitted that the two of them stayed on shore that night. Uh, He went with her to act as her bodyguard, as he he usually did. And they stayed in the same hotel room, despite Uh, renting. I was just going to ask if they did. Despite renting two rooms. Yeah. He mm. claims that they just drank a bottle of wine and went to sleep. Okay. So but I don't know why a lot of he, stories. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he exactly he lied about them staying on shore instead of right. on the boat. Yeah. But whatever. Come on. That That's already just so much weirder. Up. Already kind of weird. So the lies already started. After Dennis and Natalie made it back to the boat the next morning, they all said that once she got back, everyone acted like nothing happened. Like everything was fine. There was no fight. And they just like went back to having fun. They had like breakfast. They made, I don't know, breakfast burritos or some bullshit. I hope so. That afternoon and evening, Christopher Walken and Natalie Wood went to shore and began drinking at a bar ahead of Wagner and Dennis. And once Wagner and Dennis got there, uh, apparently uh, Natalie Wood and Christopher Walken were already pretty drunk Mm -hmm. and very flirty with each other, sitting Mm -hmm. very closely, touching, giggling. Uh, and immediately made things uncomfortable. All of the eyewitnesses for the, uh, they basically had dinner at this restaurant. And all of the eyewitnesses said, including the server that served them, said that like Natalie Wood was in a really bad mood. Everyone was drunk. I think they said the table had two bottles of wine, two bottles of champagne, and some of them were drinking daiquiris. And there's four wow, people. Wow, it's a lot of sugary drinks. Yeah, and too. also, like, not to mention, you know they were taking pills. Yeah. So, like, That's they were you're just bonkers. They were in a bad place. place. Yeah. And apparently she, at one point... No water? <laughs> no water? No water? Do they have water? Maybe. Do they have water? Apparently... Were you hydrating? <laughs> apparently she didn't eat that much. Yeah. She complained about a lot of stuff, and everyone said that it seemed like there was, you know very there was tension at the table and like they weren't getting along and eventually when they went to leave natalie wood was like stumbling at one point she like threw down a glass and broke it and robert wagner was trying to cover her with a coat so that people couldn't see that she was so drunk more obvious yeah i know just like it's fine (laughs) i wonder why anyways Uh, multiple witnesses also say that they got the impression that robert wagner was irritated with his wife and that the foursome was not getting along. No. I know. <laughs> Dennis today recalls that throughout dinner, Wood, Natalie Wood was definitely flirting with Walken, giggling and touching. She was excited by him. This was not shared with the police in 1981. Mm. 
<clears throat> two men, William Peterson and shoreboat operator Kurt Craig in the Harbor Patrol office, both told police that they watched the Wagner party board Valiant, which was the dinghy, the dinghy <laughs> and motor back to their yacht. Craig later told police that as they were descending the ramp, they heard a scream come from the female. He thought she may have been drunk and unhappy uh, with something that happened at the dinner. He also they also claimed that they heard an argument between the men. <clears throat> and according to Wagner, he and Christopher Walken were the ones arguing, but it wasn't anything serious. They were having a political debate that continued on board the ship, but never got heated or angry. It was more like, "What are you are you serious? Like you can't be serious." Right? Yeah, drunken or something politics. like that. He said that as they argued, Natalie, this is Robert Wagner, this was his testimony, as they argued, Natalie sat there looking bored and eventually got up and retired to her quarters. Uh, when he went to kiss her goodnight, later he found that she was missing. Um, the police had found broken glass in the main salon of the Splendor that Robert Wagner attributed to the rough seas. In nope. his interview with the police, Dennis Deverne claims that Robert and Natalie got into a discussion about her being gone on set and how Robert missed her. During the discussion, Chris Walken got involved, taking Natalie's side, saying that she was an actress. She can't just stay home. She'd have to give up her career. And at that point, Robert got upset that he involved himself in this. Uh, so Chris got up and went outside on deck and Natalie went to the stateroom to go to bed. Chris Walken came back to the salon and said that he was going to bed. And after some time, Robert went to check on Natalie and said that they found her gone as well as the Valiant, the dinghy. Today, however, Dennis Deverne tells a different story. He claims that once they got back on the boat, despite being pretty drunk already, they opened a couple more bottles of wine and began drinking in the salon. Immediately, Christopher Walken and Natalie Wood were giggling and sitting close and touching, etc., etc. Uh, same as before. He said, totally forgetting that me and RJ were even there. And at that point, according to Dennis, Robert grabbed a bottle of wine, smashed it on the table in front of them. Glass went flying everywhere. And he said to Christopher Walken, Jesus Christ, what are you trying to do? Fuck my wife? Whoa. Whoa. So... He said Chris got up immediately and headed right out the door, which is when Natalie began screaming, I'm not standing for this a minute longer. This is corroborated by witnesses that um, were in boats nearby. Really? Oh, my goodness. Yes. They heard that. They heard the this argument taking place. Jeez. interesting at a marina. Yes. Hmm? So, um, and this is like now. This is right. stuff that's yeah. coming out now. This right. isn't stuff that like oh, came out back forever. then. I know. Oh so, Come Chris... On. Went to his room. Uh, Natalie stormed into her stateroom. Chris also went to his own room. So Dennis was left alone with Robert. He said to him, let's just calm down. They stayed in the salon for a while before Robert said he was going to go down and see Natalie. Dennis said that he remained on the bridge so he could hear the couple fighting like crazy. Stuff was getting thrown around. It ended up flowing out into the cockpit of the uh, ship. He said he heard shouting and yelling and then complete silence. At 11.30, Wagner returned to the salon, tousled, sweating profusely as if he had been in a terrible fight, and the two men drank another bottle of wine. They were up drinking until 1.30 in the morning, and it wasn't until then that Robert said he was going to go down and check on Natalie and reported her in the Valiant missing. 
So Robert's testimony is that he never went down to her. She walked away. Did not. She just said, like, I'm going to bed. She walked away. And hours later, he went to check on her and she wasn't there. Mm -hmm. The other two men's testimony is that she did go to bed. But Robert did go down and came back up. Like sweaty. Drinking. And then went down to check on her. And she wasn't there. Hmm. So mm. why no. was he so sweaty? Why am I so sweaty? I mean, um, I know you're drinking a lot, but true. no. That's true. No. So after she was missing, they searched the entire boat. Dennis suggested turning on the boat's floodlights to look for her, but Wagner said, no, don't. Oh, why? Oh, why is that? No, weird. So Dennis offered to fire up the yacht's engines and cruise around looking for her. Again, Wagner refused. You don't want to waste energy? Mm-hmm. Why? What the hell? Why? why? I know. It's Are your you wife. Why wouldn't you do everything you could to look for her yeah. if you didn't do anything? Yeah, Eventually, yeah. Well, he said he didn't want to disturb all the people around okay. him. Okay. It's like what you smashed a glass and ever. you've been screaming and for also hours. And you've been screaming for hours yeah. and you now suddenly give a shit that other people exist on yeah. this right. that can fucking And also when you. it's your wife, you're going to make all the fucking noise in yeah. the world. Your wife like, is missing. Why wife? aren't you crying yeah. yet, sir? Where's yeah. my wife? Where's your emotion? <laughs> yeah. So the police were called. Uh, Natalie's body was found six hours later, floating face down about a mile away. Homicide detectives were called and flown in at about 8.30 a.m. The investigation was a mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a damn mess. A big uh, old mess. Mm-hmm. Despite getting conflicting stories from the three men on board, it was still ruled an accidental drowning. Despite fingernail scratches on the side of the boat indicating that Natalie was scrambling to try and find something or someone, it was still ruled an accidental drowning. That's insane. Um, despite signs of struggle on the boat with a broken glass, despite testimonies from nearby boats who said they heard a woman screaming for help. What? No. It was ruled oh, an what? accidental drowning. Are you kidding me? And her no. fear of water. No. Yeah. She had a fear of water. She would have not tried to get right. into this boat in the middle of the night. No. no. In that your, body, your instincts yeah. will take like, over. And if you are scared of water, that is the exact opposite thing you're going to do. Right. Yeah. So. <sighs> That's um, insane. Accidental drowning. So stupid. The coroner, Thomas Noguchi, stated he had a problem with Wagner's theory. Wagner's theory was that she wasn't trying to escape, but that she couldn't sleep because the 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 boat, the dinghy, dinghy, mm-hmm. yeah, the dinghy. was um was bumping against the yacht and it was keeping her up. Mm. But the thing is, is like years and years later, um, they or no no no, this was at the time. At the time, that was Wagner's theory. At the time, still ruled an accidental drowning after yeah. this. At the time, they tested that, like forensically, it didn't make a sound on the boat. Ah, yeah. Like, you and think he was going to try that? Yeah, right. he should know that, that it's his boat. Right. Yeah. He's but the that man was of the his water. Theory. He should know. So, Glad he really thought about that super hard before know. you know saying that to people. Um, you know, Noguchi found it plausible because it explained like her apparel. She wouldn't have tried to go in sh- to shore with like her nightgown and a right. big down no coat. She would like, never. She would never. On top of that, forensic evidence like the fingernail scratches on the side of the dinghy and the abrasion on her cheek suggested she was trying to board the dinghy, not just adjust its rope when the accident happened. Mm. So that didn't really pan out. Now, the big problem, though, is that Dennis Deverne's testimony has changed. He's like added more and more. In the past 20 years. What about yeah. this guy? Which doesn't make him what seem super deal? credible is the problem. But what happened to him after 
after this all happened is pretty fucked up. In the days after the tragedy, he basically became a prisoner in Robert Wagner's home in Beverly Hills. Oh, shit. Really? Like, they did not let him leave. He said that uh, first it was just, like, commiserating as soon as he would wake up in the morning. Because he was, like, a family friend. Yeah. As soon as he would wake up in the morning, there would be assistants there to offer him a drink. They, like, kept him boozed up. Ooh. all the time he would be drinking from like 10 a.m to the time he went to sleep like I'm as sure soon as he right woke right up, away but not after a while yeah, yeah. Uh, and this was for weeks and weeks they were doing this he was he like couldn't leave what? not only that but like the um that he wasn't allowed to leave he had a girlfriend he wanted to visit who apparently tried to come to the house but was turned away by the staff uh, he said the alarm system was activated at night. You couldn't even go down to watch TV without setting it off. Oh, my God. He didn't have a phone in boobies. his room. What? So he couldn't contact truly anyone. A prisoner. Yeah. Robert's bodyguard was always present. Dennis said that reporters began hounding him after the funeral, offering him money for any info he had on the couple, and that Robert and his staff were just trying to protect him. That's how he kind of like kept justifying this to himself like they're just trying to protect me from all this like negative press uh but wagner ended up getting wagner would like give him checks for like sometimes like a thousand dollars just randomly like give him checks can can i have that right (laughs) just witness a murder just witness a murder and you get checks apparently shit i try he also got him into the screen actors guild even though dennis had never acted before in his life and started getting him (laughs) small roles on commercials and on his show heart to heart yeah youtube please show me right but like (laughs) he's very obviously like blackmailing well not blackmailing um What's it called when you're like? What do you call when it's like the positive, the positive part of the the word that we all know that I'm forgetting? Yeah, that we're all blanking on right now. But we all know, we know. Bribing, bribing. He was kind of there. We go. But there's another word for this like sinister version of it. Sinister bribing. Mm. He was sinisterly bribing him to keep him quiet. Uh, Dennis' story gets messy. He like slowly releases more and more information over the years. It just doesn't brainwashy too. Maybe a little brainwashy. But he went on the show in uh, Geraldo Rivera's show, and afterwards, he got uh, Robert Wagner sent him a letter warning him not to discuss the matter further. Uh, which he's shown the letter to. Yeah, so don't put it in writing, dumbass. I know. What are you yeah, doing? That makes you so look stupid. so suspicious. So now, um, I'm almost done. If we jump ahead to the <laughs> present day, There's just so much. Robert Wagner it. was just officially named a person of interest in the death of Natalie Wood after however many years. Finally, so great. Um, Natalie's younger sister Lana, who wrote the book on her, is hopeful that this will eventually lead to some answers. She claims that on the day of Natalie's funeral. Everyone was back at the house and she couldn't find Robert. And she asked a few people where he was and someone told her upstairs in his room. So she went up to speak with him. She found him sitting on the edge of the bed with his head in his hands. And she asked him, RJ, what happened? And his response to her was, it was an accident. I'm sorry. When she began to ask him more questions, somebody grabbed her arm and said, leave him alone. And she left. She said she doesn't remember exactly who grabbed her arm and led her away, but he never spoke to her about what happened again. And very soon after the funeral, she received a call. Now, she was a former Bond girl. She was an actual actress. She wasn't like a wannabe. She was an actress, but she received a call from her agent telling her she'd been blacklisted and she wouldn't work in Hollywood again. 
Yeah. Um, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department Lieutenant John Corina says that he's attempted to reach out to Robert Wagner, but that he refuses to speak with them. The case is now reopened and being considered a suspicious death. Good. Thank God. I like those pasty ass buns. Are you kidding? Yeah. Just call me. Hey, Why does no one hey, call me? I have all the information. Ashley. You have it all right here. One eight five five S H L E Y. That's insane. I T. It's crazy to me. What? Yeah. What on the how that was not if there's investigated further? Like, yeah. Can we please all get back and discuss this? How has this been named accidental for this long? For this long, kidding me? It's so many holes. That is bonkers. So many holes. So many. So many different accounts. What up with Dennis? What up? What up? Yeah, with your weird all brain. the Dennis weird lying is so bizarre. Well, mm-hmm. here's the thing: the Dennis lying. First of all, he was very obviously being bribed. Oh yeah, right, one hundred percent. And checks for are a literal paper trail. Number one, mm-hmm. we could. Just but you know, that. you could say it's for being the captain of your ship. You don't have to say Here, that here's it's a random thousand yeah. dollars on a Tuesday for yeah. being my captain, for not being like a, a regular for being a friendly paycheck. Quite like bizarre. Yeah, captain. it's very strange. <laughs> And the fact that, you know, and the thing is, here's the thing. I don't necessarily believe that Robert Wagner premeditated the murder of his wife on the ship. I don't think he did. What I think happened is they'd all had a lot to drink. I think that he was a lot. A lot. And probably pills. And no water. And yes. (laughs) And no water. (laughs) They were so dehydrated at all. (laughs) Drink water, guys. Two to one. Two to one. <laughs> Two to I'm one a professional ratio. bartender, and I'm telling you now. They'd all been drinking a lot. He was very obviously annoyed with her, mm-hmm. especially with her behavior towards Christopher Walken. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. I know we all think of Christopher Walken. Back in the day, Christopher Walken was a beautiful man. Yeah, he was he so was attractive. I find him yeah. beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah, I still think he's an attractive older type, man. Yeah. But, but back in the day, like, absolutely. And he can dance, the man. man. Yeah. Can dance. Can dance. <laughs> he was a terrible Captain Hook in the live version of yeah, Peter wow. Pan. But besides yeah, that, I damn. love him a lot. So, <laughs> I... And he was he was younger at the time. I yeah. do feel like, you know, he could be annoyed. I think what happened is I think they were fighting. I think in anger he shoved her or pushed her. I think she fell off the side and I think he just didn't help her. Yeah. Yeah. I think and so the too. thing is she was wearing a right down coat. Mm-hmm. Do you know how heavy that would be in that yes. water? Even just wearing a t shirt. Yeah, in water, especially water that's moving like the ocean. It'd yeah, be so hard cool. for her to get back that's up and hard. pull herself. I mean, they were drunk, right? The thing is, tired. her yeah, and her so uh, blood alcohol level, and that's she's insane. exhausted. And she's afraid of water, she's so she's probably water, freaking so she's out flailing. too. Yeah, you know, but with the fingernail prints or fingernail scratches on the side of the boat, and like all the surrounding boats testifying, more and more have come out since yeah. then, saying like, I yeah. heard a woman heard screaming, scream. "Help me, please help me." And I think she was saying that to Robert. Yeah, and maybe sure. the thing is, maybe like, he did like put a stick down there and try and get her up. Help or maybe her. he but pushed I, her with the oar. Or maybe he know. pushed her under. Yeah, like, he was I don't either know. getting angrier and angrier and thing. not helping her. Or he truly could have tried to help her, realized he couldn't. And he was like, oh, shit. Well, I have to just yeah. cover this up now. Either way, it does sound very crime of passion-y, mixed with yes. the resentment that had built mm-hmm. up for so many years. For so right, many years. Both that. Maybe that's nothing. I know. Maybe but it's like, nothing, but it's just resentment weird. from it's so many weird. years. The like, movie it that ruined up that your marriage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding I don't know. me? It's kind of weird. And it's Thanksgiving. 
I know. And like Christopher Walken's there. Like, what is going on with that? No, that's right. the one thing. She just You're wanted yourself him up to for come. disaster. Yeah. It's just insane. The whole situation. The whole is situation. Nutty. It's just very fishy. He's at least at fault for like reckless endangerment mm-hmm. of his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Like you clearly, if you were in the position to help her, you clearly didn't take it. Yeah. Maybe you didn't mm-hmm. purposefully push her down in the water <laughs> yeah. and murder her. Right. Or maybe you did. But maybe you didn't do that. But maybe you just kind of. Kept Let her die. The water, watching the bubbles dissipate. Right. Mm-hmm. You, know? you stood there and you didn't do Ugh. anything. Ugh, it's so I don't terrible. like it. I, also I hope we learn more like real it. soon. I know. Person of interest to. doesn't like mean anything, but I mean, well, it's huge in it this case. Yeah, because I don't want to be one. He should. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that. But like he should have been a person of interest since like day one. Yeah, because yeah. Of I think it's ridiculous that it's just now. Are Dennis. you kidding me? Yeah, Dennis, <laughs> Dennis, come on. Dennis, Dennis. <laughs> what have you done? Dennis. <laughs> anyway, so that's what's going on with Natalie Wood. It's pretty I'm fucked so glad up. You've updated me. me yeah, too. on this. Wow. I went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> That's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird, but we have a very special surprise for you. There's still an hour of this episode left. I know we're doing this show every other week now, but tune in next week for part two of this crazy pants Hollywood episode. Holy crap. You'll get to hear us tell some of our personal experiences with hauntings in Hollywood. We'll share some celebrity ghost stories and you'll get to hear the coolest poem ever written. Isn't Blair the best? In the meantime, make sure that you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. Do us a huge favor and head over to iTunes and subscribe and rate our show five stars. It's the easiest way to help our show out. Keep interacting with us on social media and sharing our posts when they speak to you. If you want to find more ways to support the show, head over to www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast. We actually have a super spooky collection of real ghost stories and a newsletter going out today to all our patrons, and we're going to be raffling off another Keep It Weird mug next month, so now's the time to join. So tune in next week for part two of this ep, and the following week, we're going to be talking about vampires. So send in your questions, feedback, and stories so we can include you in the episode. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And until we see you again, keep it spooky, keep it strange, and always keep it weird. Hello, hello. Is this working? It is working. Wonderful. Yeah, so I hated, hated, hated the sound of my own voice until about, I would say probably like episode 20. And then you just... (laughs) Who? Special <laughs> fox, y'all. A fox sack. <laughs> I love special a fox. Love special a fox. <laughs> <laughs>